welcome to the CJ Show, part two. Part two. Fact. Jake Hager is suspended by AEW, which we'll get into in a minute. But what's this tweet about Sean Spears? He posted um, uh, a tweet of the um, number four. Like, uh, not uh, like the, I was it old English style or whatever it is. Like, uh, uh, the Roman numeral. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Roman numeral of, uh, number four. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yes. But I got to tell you, like, oh, and also here's another thing too. This is actually kind of entertaining. I know he's done it to ring of honor and also to impact, but EC three, I don't know if you heard about this, teased a video and his video was basically him talking this um this like talking but every time he talked he mentioned an AEW wrestler so like it was weird he'd be like um i wish i had the moxley to seize this scorpio sky like weird like like Vincent, yeah yeah and then at right the on. end of it he's standing and it's his background lights up and it's an AEW flag and I'm like, hmm. okay, this just got interesting. So hmm. I know he's been teased at, um, you know, Impact. Slammiversary. Slam but so has actually Eric Young and now Heath Slater is also being teased. So hmm. we'll see. But, yeah, that, so it, it's, I'm curious um, as to what's happening. I got to tell you, too, like, would it be – would it be out of the realm of possibility? You know, I know Spears is teasing the Four Horsemen, but what if they do it and kick him out immediately and put someone else in? Like, I was thinking about it. Like, I was like, I know he's teasing it, but Spears could be the next Lex Luger. <laughs> yeah, like, like honestly, like, like it's interesting. Yeah. I, I, it's, anyway, but we'll get to all that later. Uh, yeah, so, there there is one thing uh, in regards to that too that I want to talk about. I don't know if you saw, saw this, but apparently Sting um, released a tweet that said, "Who wants to take one last ride with Sting?" And they mentioned that Sting said at Starcast that if WWE made the right offer for one last match, he'd do it. Um, you know, I know that we've talked about him going to AEW with his Horseman angle if they do it and everything. But wouldn't that be a monkey wrench if Sting re-ups with WWE and actually has that one last match there instead of an impact or uh, AEW? I don't think he is. I, I think he's headed for AEW, and I think it's going to be him and Cody. Uh, I, I think that's so. I think that's where where everything's headed. Um, I could see it happening at all out. I think a lot of shit's going to happen here in the next couple weeks with AEW. A lot of things are going to happen. Um, yeah. I think they're going to put the, the the foot on the pedal with a lot of stuff. Um, we'll see. Um, also, another thing that I, that I found out. So I told you yesterday that I unfortunately saw a spoiler for next week's Great American Bash. Uh huh. Well, apparently, they filmed multiple endings. I figured they would have, or at least they would be reported, because that's what they did for WrestleMania, too. Yeah, so. and one of the wrestlers, because there was a wrestler that actually posted the spoiler, like one what of the... In- yeah, but <laughs> but he posted it and said, we don't run a sloppy company. 
we did multiple oh. and he said he said we did we did multiple endings tune in next week to see this the, the real story so <laughs> we don't run a sloppy company we'll we'll get into that yeah uh, so AEW, i think will be our main event i'd like to start with nxt if you don't mind <laughs> yeah and before we get started all i gotta say about these two companies is the gloves are off like yeah, <laughs> it's on. It sure sure as hell seems but, like it right now one one thing I will say, NXT actually won in ratings this week. Did they actually? Because uh, I didn't even look. Yeah, yesterday. they won. Uh, I think it was by like thirty thousand or something like that. They actually won in ratings. Wow! So that's two in a, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Wow! Surprising. Wow. Next next week will be interesting because both shows are taped. So we'll see what happens there. Oh, also speaking of that, if anybody's listening to the show, or hopefully someone's listening. Stay off of the stay off of the internet because yes. AEW well, is filmed and there is a spoiler about the, the show next week. The results are posted. I didn't oh, see because really? I didn't I didn't want to click on it because I I don't I don't want to know what the hell happened. But yeah, I don't avoid either. those spoilers. Yeah. And full I, disclosure, I, I, I did not get um spoiled with the the Great American Bash uh Thing. I just heard it from you, and I'm like, okay, but I did not look. I'm I'm gonna wait. <laughs> yeah, I will. So we'll we'll definitely we'll see. Um, but yeah, you yeah. Can, if you, you want to get the ball going, yeah, let's go. Let's get going with NXT, the Great American Bash Night One. Um, <laughs> the first thing I wrote was "ug," lol, and I don't know why, but um. The stage was different. They had the cars set up, which is kind of cool. It was a tick away from more people in the crowd, at least on that side. Um, it, it did kind of seem like there was a little bit less than normal people there, but it seemed that the noise level was okay. So I don't know if that was piped in or what, but um, so they start out with the fatal four way, no outside interference. So that's why Raquel Gonzalez was not there. Um, yeah, Candy hit like a strange move on Dakota on the apron and it looked bad, but I guess Dakota was fine. They didn't show a replay of that. They showed a replay of her dive on her, but not the, the actual move on the apron, which is weird. Um, let's see. Candy was eliminated by, uh, Mia Yim with, uh, well, they call it soul food. I call it eat defeat because that's what it is. Um, and I'm like, oh, great. Picture and per- picture commercial. Uh, then Mia was eliminated by Dakota with an uh, O'Connor roll. And it came down to Dakota and Tegan Knox, which um, I called at the start of it. I'm like, it should be because that's the feud, right? I mean, yeah, Candy and Mia, but Candy and Mia don't need the belt. Uh, and Dakota and Tegan have been going on for longer. So, and I, you know, I've mentioned this before. I'd like to see them wrestle for the belt. And I think we're going to get there eventually. But um, I thought the beginning part until it came down to the two, it was okay, but it seemed like it was more of like a spot fest and it wasn't really storytelling. It was just kind of rushed to get, get it down to the two. Um, I didn't hate it, but you know, I didn't love it, but um, another Picture in picture, great. Uh, oh, and it goes away in the middle of it. I, I, I don't understand how they do those, but whatever. That happened a couple times. Um, 
I think in both companies they had those. But it was interesting that if you notice, NXT had a lot of picture in picture in the beginning, and NXT and uh, AEW had more towards the end. So I don't know if that was by it couldn't have been by design. It's just weird that it happened that way. But anyway, yeah. Um. So. Uh, Dakota hit some weird move on Tegan. I mean, the match was great. I, I really thought at this point, when it came down to just the two of them, there was a lot of selling going on. There was it wasn't just a spot fest; it was an actual psychology, psychological wrestling match. And then I was shocked to shit. I liked this. Tegan Knox hits the shiniest wizard. I'm like, holy fucking shit! That's when I texted you that. <laughs> uh, one, two, three. I'm like, I did not see that coming, but it makes perfect sense. The whole build, like, you know, Dakota's say, I'm the champion, blah, 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 blah. Or I'm, I'm going to challenge whatever. And like, okay, then they set up the thing, make it obvious she's going to win. But then she doesn't, and Tegan wins. So it was funny because I was, I was telling my girlfriend this, we were watching it, and I'm like, I hope Dakota wins the belt because I was assuming she was going to win. After Tegan won, I'm like, I hope Tegan wins the belt. And it's nothing to do against uh, EO because I fucking love EO. And we're going to get to that main event in a minute. But I, I just – I absolutely loved it, that whole entire thing. And I, I want to see Dakota and Tegan battle for that belt to make both of them relevant and make that belt relevant. Not that it's not with EO, but it, if you have like an actual blood feud for a belt, that's some good, good, compelling wrestling, in my opinion. What'd you think of that? Yeah, it was a pretty solid match. Um, I'm not sold on a ton of these girls completely yet. I, I don't think they can carry this division, which is why I think EO still in NXT. And I think the same why is Rhea also, um, uh, which is also why I think they're bringing down some of the other girls here. Cause I don't think they're sold on these, on these girls yet, which is, I think, I think Mercedes Martinez is going to get a pretty damn giant push right away because of that. Um, yeah. And they can rely on her, um, which is also why I think they're going to, pushed heavily for Tessa, but that's a whole other t- topic. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't It was fine. I agree with you. I think they need to um, get the belt on Tegan or Dakota here soon, which I could see. I could see Tegan winning soon because of interference from Sasha or Bailey. It's, it, I, somehow. I see. Or a heel turn from Rhea. I, I don't know what's going to happen here in the next couple of weeks. I think Chelsea Green is another one that needs to come back down to NXT at this point. I think it's better for the company right now to, even though they can't carry the division, I think it's better for them to put Rhea on the main roster, put EO on the main roster, and then let these w- girls grow. And I, I think Chelsea, like I said, Chelsea Green needs to get a bigger role. I think, you know, uh, Mercedes will get a bigger role. I think that's the best case. I think Candice LeRae, you know, could definitely help carry the division with the with the women's title. But I think the main focus right now needs to be on Tegan and Dakota. I think that's a big enough feud for to, to have the belt in, involved. And I, I think it needs to be involved. I think EO, as crazy as it sounds, EO is the NXT Women's Champion, but I almost feel as if she's not even on NXT. Like she's having these feuds with, you know, Rhea, who is Rhea is kind of like all over the fucking place, I feel like. And then on top of it, you know, now she's feuding with the fucking um, Boston Hug Connection or whatever the fuck you Golden Lovers, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a good match, but I definitely think they need to. Here's the thing. 
you're never going to get these girls to grow if you don't give them opportunities. And I think that's what needs to happen. There was a time period when Ashka went to the main roster where it was kind of like a, you know, like a, like a learning experience for the girls who, you know, they had Shayna, but other than Shayna, it was kind of like, you know, EO wasn't there yet. You know, uh, Ember Moon, I believe might've still been there. She wasn't there yet. I mean, there was just things that they needed to do to let these girls build up. And I think, I think they need to do that, you know? So we'll see, but I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I definitely think that Kai and Tegan, it could be money if they do it right. Yeah, this this I, the other reason I absolutely love this match too is because when they set up the angle when we were there at War Games to take over, uh, like the way they did it, I'm like, oh, cool, you know, we're gonna see something cool with this now. But when the the follow through with it, I mean, it, with keep keeping Tegan off TV for a while, that was fine because that made sense. But when they brought her back, it's like it didn't really. Nothing made sense what they were doing with them. And then they brought Raquel Gonzalez in, and I'm like, why? It doesn't need this. And the fact that she wasn't at ringside for this made made it better for me. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm, I see good things happening with that. Um, so, yeah, Damian Priest does a little interview in the back, challenging Grimes to a match. Um, it was all right. Sasha and Bailey were in the back. Timothy Thatcher time versus Oni Lorcan. Okay, so this match was very good, I thought. Very stiff. A lot of mat wrestling. Like, oh, great. PNP, my favorite. But um, Fujiwara armbar submits Lurkin. Um, I thought it was solid. I thought it was a very solid match. The two of them, very stiff, very, you know, technician. I'm not a very, very big fan of only Larkin, but uh, he he did some good stuff in this match for me with with uh, Thatcher. What did you think? Yeah, um, I, this is okay. I I really like this match. I thought it was hard. It was brutal. It was violent. It was everything that they're they're making Thatcher out to be. I just don't know the direction they're really going with Thatcher here. Like I feel like there's I feel like it's a slow build for him to be a, a major threat to you know one of the belts I'm I would imagine the, the uh, North America at first um he reminds me you know who who he reminds me of and I hope he doesn't go this path as Cesaro he just like reminds me of like a more brutal version of Cesaro and I just I think about it and I'm like okay I I can get behind it 100% mm-hmm. he even he kind of reminds me of like an early Kurt Angle no, sorry, sorry, not an early Kurt Angle. Like, Kurt Angle, like, m- vicious Kurt Angle. You know, like, that's who, who he kind of reminds me of, which is gold. And he's mm-hmm. pretty good on the mic. So, I I think they have a lot. I think they have major plans for him. I just wonder where it's going to go. They need to put him in, in, in a pretty good feud soon, unless they're just going to have him wreck people, which is fine. But at some point, he's going to have to get into a feud. But... Good match, yeah. I mean, good match. You know, Larkin, Larkin was fine. I mean, he did what he needed to do. He took the took the beating and and gave gave a you know a decent one back. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so then they have the uh, video package for uh, Cross and Scarlet, which I thought was great as always. Um, they had a 
then the two on one handicap match, Rhea against Robbie and Aaliyah, Robbie, Robert Stone, whatever the hell you want to call him. Um, it was good. It was entertaining. Um, picture in picture again. And then it went away again. I'm like, what's the point of doing that? But then, yeah, Rhea wins with the double tap submission. Not predictable because we both really thought Rhea was going to end up losing that somehow. But uh, I think I would have rather have seen it. But it'd be interesting to see where they go next with it. What did you think? Yeah, it was um, – I wasn't happy with it because I, it's kind of thrown me for – like what? Where are you going now with this type of thing? Like you know, like I, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Like you keep having Robert Stone lose and lose and lose and lose and lose, and it's not adding up here. At some point, it's like at some point, people are just gonna be like, "Well, why the fuck is he even involved in these matches?" I mean, Kurt Kurt Hawkins at this point, like his his women. Like I just I still see Rhea joining them somehow. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know how, but why else would she be involved in this? You know, like it just doesn't add up. Like she's due for a heel turn. Um, yeah. I will say this going back real quick to the Chris, to the cross uh, promo. Mm-hmm. God, man, that is print fucking money, man. I'm telling you like they are, I don't know what is going to happen next week. And I don't know where this is going to go, but I'd be very shocked if that man does not have one of the championships by the end of the summer. I just would be shocked if he doesn't have the the North American or the championship or, or the NXT championship by the end of summer. I just right. like they're pushing him to the to the fucking moon right now. Like even his promos. Like I just I don't know. Like but yeah, that's that's all I got for the reading, man. Yeah. Well he's good, man. He's good. Alright. So now we come to the strap match. Uh, I <laughs> so much to say about this. I really liked the video package to start. It was short. It was pay-per-view quality. Roddy in the back, you know, he comes out. Um, Phillips said second hour limited commercials more than before. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, I noticed it, I guess, especially the main event, but we'll get there. Uh, Roddy shaved. I noticed that. <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, I hate this now. No four corners. It's pin or submission, but the strap must be attached. Um, what is the fucking point of having a strap match if there's not a specific way you have to win with it? It's like these stupid, like a chair match or like, you know, something on a, like a nightstick on a pole match. I mean, it, those are, okay, those are a little bit, whatever, because it's been history or whatever, coal miner gloves, whatever the hell you want to call it. But a strap match should be, yes, you have to be attached, but you, you should beat your opponent into submission with that fucking strap and then have to drag his lifeless body and touch all four corners. That's a fucking strap match to me. When they do this stupid, you got to pin or submit them, like, uh, it lost me. It really did. It didn't ruin it for me because I thought the match was actually really good. Um, but it didn't need to be a strap match. You know, the, the way that they, they booked it, the way that they, they executed it, it was, it was good. But it wasn't a strap match. It was just a match that the strap happened to be there. I mean, it was really no point in making it a strap match if they you know went that way. Um, 
now Bobby Fish hit Loomis. He came out, it backfired, and then Loomis hits his submission with the straps around Roddy, and he tapped, and yeah, just so many issues with it. What did you think? Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of um, this match. I don't really know the the, the, the angle they're going with here for um, – or, or I shouldn't say that. I don't really know where they're going with um, um, Loomis. I, I feel like he's another one that's kind of lost in the shelter right now because of the whole Dream thing. And especially now that there's reports that Dream will probably be released soon. So I, I, I've heard that he's really on the bubble. Here when he's going to be uh, uh, so, which all, another thing I, I read too is I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you brought this up already or if this happened earlier. Did the Johnny Gar did the my Mia Yim and Candice thing happen yet or no? Nope, I'm about to get there. Okay, well that's also apparently a reason why you saw Swerve Scott involved in in, in the background from what I what I was reading, because um, Velveteen is is just kind of they're just apparently pushing him out the door from what I, everything I've yeah. gathered. Um, so yeah, I the match is stupid because like as you said, it's not a strap match. It was basically a normal match. Um. Bobby Fish keeps getting involved, which makes me think, okay, they're going to do move on Loomis to Fish here now. Like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I just they, they just don't I just don't feel like they have anything for these guys to do right now. Like, I mean, yeah. if I'm Bobby Fish, and I and I mean this, and I, if I'm Bobby Fish now, I know he's had some some injury history in in, in WWE. He's got to sit there and be like, am I ever going to wrestle matches? Because every time I see. <laughs> No, every time I see Fish, he's either walking someone to the ring or interfering. Like, he's never in a fucking match unless it's like a pay-per-view or like, a, you know, a takeover. So I'm like, you know, if I'm Fish, I'm like, hey, I'm a pretty damn talented wrestler. Like, how come I'm not, like, in a match here? You know, like, at some point. I just, I don't know. That's, that's all I got, really. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, then we have the Prime Target video package on Lee and Cole for next week, and did did you catch Keith Lee say that he's NX Lee? Yeah, that that, that was pretty awesome. Uh, I guess I don't know. The the the, the video package was fine, but it, I I didn't I didn't need it. You know, like when we've got it, this is supposed to be a big show. You don't want to. We don't need to see video packages for next week. You know, uh, you should have done it like. A week ago, maybe. I, I don't know. I get that it's like two weeks, whatever, but I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of those. Um, then they go right to another video package on Finn. It was short, but it's like, why? Um, then we get the kid, Johnny and Candy in the back deal, and then, you know, Yim and Candy are beating each other up, and then the guys come in, Swerve's there. Uh, HPK was there yeah. pulling Johnny apart, which was cool seeing him. Um. Yeah. When what you got opinions on those video packages? You know, we touched on the the swerve thing a little bit, but are you good? What's up? Do you have any opinions on those video package? No, I just they're once again just finding spots to put someone on. <laughs> That's basically, but it's, it's like it's yeah. Um, all right, so here's another issue I had after that. We have Santos Escobar and Friends time. Legado del Fantasma. Uh, Drake comes back. He's got a neck brace on. 
The promo was okay. Um, the direction is good, but doesn't make much sense, is what I wrote. Drake takes the next brace off. It's a three and one. Brazango comes out. I'm like, not sure why. This doesn't make sense. Six man tag next week. Of course it is. So the reason I say it doesn't make sense. So you got these three, um, you know, cruiserweights. Two of the three are you would consider luchadors, right? Because you know, Joaquin Wild. Let's face it, DJZ is Filipino. He's not, you know, Mexican. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, but that's the way they're going with it. Like, oh, there's, he's talking Escobar about the luchadors and we're going to, you know, blah, 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 whatever. All right, one of the guys in your group's not a luchador. And then the main guy you're feuding with right now is also not a luchador. So it's like, I get it. And it's kind of cool that you want to do that sort of angle, but it doesn't fit with what you have to work with. You know what I'm saying? Well, also, another thing, too, is, is I mean, you're saying luchador. And I don't quote me on this because I don't know for 100%, but doesn't luchadors, like, aren't they supposed to be wearing mat- masks? Isn't that the whole point of luchadors, like the mysterious? Uh, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I don't know the exact, like. Well, it, it is, but that's the that's the thing. They're talking about it as if, um, like, they're, they're do, trying to put their own spin out. They're saying – like, oh, Luchador is supposed to be about, uh, you, you get all these, um, whatchamacallit, uh, all these people like, you know, wearing masks and all this, and that, that's what you people think Luchadors is about, and it's not, and we're here to show you that it's not. And it's like, okay, I mean, even if they, you would think, though, that like somebody like a Rey Mysterio or, you know, some, it's like an actual Luchador that's wearing a mask would be their main target you know because they're trying to show it's not about it and these are the ones that are but drake maverick doesn't wear a mask you know that, that's that's my whole point you know it's like well they don't need to they, they don't need to make that about like make it about it like they don't need to make this about like luchador things and i agree with you if right. you're gonna go the yeah. luchador route then you need to have maybe a luchador involved in it you know, having a luchador involved in this, it just you think that would make more sense. But, um, did you? Did you? Sorry, I'm like drinking a coffee while we're talking. Did you? You you said what happened at the end of this match already, right? What match? We were talking about the promo. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean the, uh, the 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 promo. Yeah, that that they came out and being in Brazongo and all that. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. bothers the bothers the living shit out of me too because. It's okay. <laughs> Some, I, it, this goes back to my issues with WWE when I say um, direction doesn't make sense. You have Kushida, who, not, um, sorry, you have Drake Maverick, who is essentially buddies with Atlas and Kushida. And yeah. you don't. <laughs> Doing, I just doesn't make any sense. Now, now you have him pairing with Brazongo, who are, I mean, I guess Tyler Breeze could be a cruiserweight, it's kinda, but Fandango is definitely a heavyweight. So I'm like, how does this make any sense? Like, I don't, I don't think Brazongo is like gold or anything, but I mean, for Christ's sake, they're better than um, Lucha House Party. Like they could be on SmackDown and doing something, 
And meanwhile, they're in this tag team division now that I, I don't even – does the tag team division exist? Because I don't even – like, they haven't said anything. The show had nothing to do with the tag teams. I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. – so it's just – you know what I'm saying? Lucha House Party. Lucha House Party. That's a perfect example. Switch them in Brazil. That's what I'm saying. And that'd be a perfect feud with Drake. But here's the thing. They don't need any of those guys. They have Kushida nope. and, and Atlas. That's the six-man tag match we want to see. Like, I don't understand. It just, once again, shitty bookings. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Shitty bookings. I don't know if either one of those guys were there this week, though. Maybe that's why they inserted Brazango instead. But even if, even so, like, if, if, if you want to book something, though, don't, like, replace somebody. Just, you know, just, you know, don't do it that week. Wait till they're back, you know, or whatever. I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I agree with you. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I like it, but I don't like where, because it, I don't like that it doesn't make sense. Um, Cameron Grimes in the back, uh, and then that was kind of a, threw me for a whirl because he ch- instead of answering priest's challenge he ch- challenges the winner of lee and cole next week i'm like okay um yeah i don't see that happening but you know if i do it'll be a squash and he'll lose but we'll see uh then yeah we get the mercedes martinez video package uh she's gonna be back next week now she's somebody that I could see having a feud with Rhea. Yeah. And but who's the heel and who's the face? And is Robert Stonebrand involved? I think that would be interesting if they went that route. Like if maybe Robert Stone comes out and like, you know, tells Rhea, like, join, join, and then she doesn't. She's like, No, I'm never gonna join your stupid brand, and then she's like, Well, fine, I got someone else to, to, to join it already. And now comes Mercedes yeah. and takes out. I could see something like that. I could, but I think that yeah. I think Rhea needs a needs a heel turn. I think she's due. Yeah, I think so too. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, then they announced some matches for next week. It's six man tag. Yeah, uh, Mia Yim against Candy in a street fight, and Cole and Lee in the main event. Speaking of main events, we have come to the main event of the Great American Bash Night One. Um, Boston Bailey come out with a dog and in a car, old school Sasha entrance. I like that. Um, <laughs> and now everything is you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked Sasha's outfit. The red, white, and blue was a nice touch. Uh, I like it when they have certain shows and the, like the talent has outfits that match. Like Steen used to do that back in the day with the Great American Bash, dressing all up with the in a red, white, and blue with the face paint and all that. And yeah. I just, I like that because it, it's stuff that makes sense and it's cool to see. So, um, Bailey is such a great cowardly heel. Um, I really like this match. Um, what did I write there? Oh, I would love this concept so much more if I didn't know what it was, AKA, countering AEW like the whole great American bash it's cool it's cool that they bring it back you know even for like not like a pay-per-view but like a free tv like an NXT whatever they NXT uses it versus WWE whatever um but we all knew why they did it and it's just like eh, it doesn't make me love it you know like I, I would I would love it if it wasn't doing it for that reason 
Um, so this match, I it was commercial free, which is awesome. I think it had about what eighteen minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, storytelling and the selling and the psychology was just amazing. Sasha and Io were both very good. Uh, Sasha was selling a leg injury for a minute. Then, and then that uh, sunset flip onto the outside power bomb into the plexiglass and on the ground spot. Oh my god, that was awesome. Uh, and then, then in the end, uh, like, like just the last, you know, couple minutes of this match, I thought was just, um, it was a lot of happening, but it was, it made sense. Sasha misses a frog splash. EO puts on the cross face. Bailey distracts the ref with the belt. It looked kind of weird. And the ref takes the belt and Bailey's like, that's mine. Give it back to me. <laughs> and then, uh, Asuka shows up, sprays the mist in Sasha's face. EO hits a moonsault. One, two, three. Uh, Asuka being there doesn't make sense from like a brand to brand deal, but you know, I like I, I've given up on that. I'm like, I don't care. It was great. Um, it made sense to advance the storyline of Asuka and, and you know Sasha for uh, Extreme Rules or whatever. So that was you know that in that sense it made sense. But as far as like, oh, she's on Raw, she doesn't go on SmackDown, like, why would she be on NXT, you know, unless NXT's part of that, you know, whatever they call that wild, their, their newest uh, version of the wild card rule of, you know, superstars going from brand to brand, but I guess NXT doesn't count, so anybody can go to NXT whenever they want, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I, I really, really, really liked that match, I thought both of those women are amazing, I think Sasha, it, this match showed that Sasha belongs in that conversation of who's in the top two or three in the world. She's just really good at what she does. And her size, yeah, she's a little smaller. You know, she has Tessa's small too, but you know, I think she's more comparable to Tessa than Charlotte, but still, I, I think, I don't know. I, I just, I've always been a Sasha fan, but seeing her in the ring with the right dance partner all the time, I just, I love it. It takes me back to what made me a Sasha fan to begin with. And I think her and Bailey doing this heel buddy, buddy thing, but they're still kind of teasing stuff from here and there. I, I think it's great. I really do. I, I think out of the four horsewomen, that is my favorite thing going on right now. Obviously Becky's not there and Charlotte's not there. So I don't have anything else to go by, but still, you know what I mean? What'd you think? Yeah, I was, um, I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised with the match. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I definitely agree with you that um, Sasha is probably the third one behind um, uh, Tessa and Charlotte. I can't really pick one or one or two between Tessa and Charlotte, so it's more so for me. I just kind of throw throw a coin in the air, but ninety percent of the time, it would probably lean on Charlotte more. But um, I would say I would say Sasha's in that in that third spot. She's to me, she's kind of in a battle with a couple of girls, but I would say her and Ashka are kind of the ones that are battling that 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 third spot um, in in for in the world overall. Um, real quick, well, I I have kind of breaking news, but I'll, I'll get to that after after I tell my thoughts on this. Good match, I agree. At at this point, there is no brand thing anymore. I think it's all three of them are connected somehow. And I, I think yeah. you're going to see more NXT guys get involved in in, in uh, other other brands too at some point here. Um, but yeah, good match. 
Um, makes you look forward to Sasha and Ashka. Uh, you know, I just don't, my only complaint is I don't really see EO involved in this. I feel like, you know, I, I think Nikki should have came out and did something to Bailey almost, you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's like a little bizarreness going on with, with, with this, but you know, I'll tell you this, don't be shocked if Nikki wins that belt. Like, I, yeah. I mean, don't be surprised if Sasha wins and Nikki and Nikki wins. I just, yeah, like I could see a scenario where that happens. Now, the only thing I say about that is what happens then? Because one's on Raw, technically one's on SmackDown, so technically, unless it's, you know, like once again, the brands only matter at this point. But they are tag team champions. So, I, you know, it's kind of yeah. like a, an interesting situation to, to turn about. But I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But overall, good move. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens either. Because then you could go, definitely move into a storyline with uh, Nikki and, and Alexa, you know, doing a turn with them, with the belt with there. But I guess maybe that's the only... Um, problem i would have with that is because they currently already are doing that with sasha and bailey kind of sort of so like you go from one storyline with two people to basically the exact same storyline just with different people so i don't know if they would go that route i i I actually could maybe possibly see alexa costing nikki the title that's another that's another that's a very good that's another scenario i could see happening yeah, and seeing them have the feud going that way, and then you know, and then Sasha end up winning the belt from from Oscar too. So then Bailey and Sasha basically are ruling the world with all the gold in the women's division. Which I, though the way that they are right now, to me as far as entertainment goes, I would love to see that. I think some of the promos, them on commentary, I think it would be great. I really do. And normally, I don't really like it when you know, factions or tag teams or whatever have all the gold or something like that. I loved it when Undisputed Era did it. I loved it when Evolution did it back in the day. But, like, sometimes it has to be the right scenario for me. And I think with Bailey and Sasha, they're just they're just so good to me. Um, I, would lo- I, would, I would love to see it happen. Yeah. But you had some breaking news? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, apparently, um, Kyrie Sane will go back to Japan when her contract is up and to, to, to be with her husband. And also she does plan on retiring after one more year of, of pro wrestling in Japan. Wow. So hmm. kind of crazy to think about. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, no more, uh, Kabuki warriors, I guess. Huh? <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, let's move on to the main event. Shall we? <laughs> Our main event at least. Yeah. AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night One. So I already loved it because the setup was cool and they ran down. I think they, I don't know if they ran down the matches yet, but Jericho comes out and it's just like I, I said this like a hundred times in my my notes here. Like Jericho is God. I love Jericho. You know all this kind of shit because he totally adds to this show. You would think somebody on commentary that, you know, 
I don't want to say gets himself because he doesn't get himself over. He does in a sense, but he also gets the, the talent over because he talks about the talent. He's not talking about himself, but he talks about the talent in a way that's just Jericho-esque that makes it so entertaining. It makes it so hilarious. And it just, it doesn't take away from the, the talent in the ring, in my opinion. It adds to it. Then that's not to say Tony and JR and Excalibur don't do a great job because they do, but when he's there, man, uh, it's just, it's fire. Um, yeah, MJF and Warlow against uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. So MJF comes on, comes out. He's got this new robe, which is interesting. He gets on the mic. God, he's such an asshole, and I love it. That, that comment about uh, Luke, Luke Perry, which oh, I mean, he didn't even. Yeah, that was. He, he, it wasn't a tasteless comment. But it was like a oh, he said what yeah, you know it was, I'm like, it was a was little so good it was borderline but yeah yeah it was it was it was good it would reminded you that that he's he's that asshole heel yep. so uh, Wardlow missed a kick on the outside that looked bad but uh, Jericho is God I, I I don't know why I wrote Jericho is God there but I did in all caps with three exclamation points after it. Uh, I thought the match was great. Um, Drex Express wins. They teased tension with Warlow and MJF. Marco does the crotch chops at the end. I thought it was a very good segment and really, really, really good match, I should say, to start the show. What would you think? Yeah, it was a um, very good opening match. Um, yeah, they teased the uh, MJF and Warlow feud. As I know we've talked about in the past, which I, I think will be a slow build probably to full gear is my guess. Um I don't see it happening enough to where it's going to happen soon, you know? Um, right. Wardlow looked good, though. And Luchasaurus did, too, but you know, yeah, he always does. I think they have a lot in Wardlow. I, 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 yeah. The thing with him is, I think it's good for him to be in or be with MJF right now because of the fact that they don't really... I don't see them having a good program for him right now, and it's good to just have him kind of put aside for right now type of type of situation. Um, but, you know, I got to tell you, he's another one that I think would be perfect for the four horsemen, just that muscle, that big. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, okay, well, how do you make that happen? Because he's with MJF. Obviously, I don't see that happening because it just doesn't make sense. But, um, yeah. yeah, you know, it was a good match. Uh, this is a – this is a big match, I think, in a lot of ways for AEW because you look at this match and you and you look at their future in a lot of ways with MJF, with Wardlow, with um, Jungle Boy, Lucha to to an extent. Like I, I think that a lot of these guys are like going to be the the main focus of AEW in the next couple, you know, probably in the next five years, especially MJF. So it, it's it's kind of this is a good match and. MJF is a, such a good fucking heel. He reminds me, and I, I know this is crazy to say because I, I don't think he's even near this level, but he almost reminds me of like a Ric Flair. Just the way he does things in the ring, his attitude. Now, obviously, Ric Flair wasn't necessarily the asshole that MJF is. Like He's on a whole other right. level when it comes to that, but just his in-ring tactics, he just he has that dirty player game to him, and it's 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 cool. It's good to watch, and being so young, man, I just – guy's going to go – as long as an accusation doesn't come up at his ass, he's going to be shooting to the moon at some point here. Right? Yeah. I'm telling you, man. He's he's damn good. He really is. Um. So, yes, and then they 
I guess we're going to get some sort of puppy bowl next week uh, after Dynamite. I, I don't know. I didn't quite understand that whole thing, but it's probably a Brandy thing. But um, then they come back and they have their own like little cold uh, opening like the, the Raw was doing with Archer and Janela basically beating the shit out of each other. Jake Roberts just laughing in the background. Sonny Kiss trying to hold Janela back. Um, that was pretty cool. Set it up for next week. They ran down the rest of the card. Um, and then we come to the women's title match. Sheeta and Ford. They do a video package for it. Pay-per-view style, which is kind of cool. Uh, it was short, too, but that's fine. Uh, then Britt Baker is sending notes to Tony again. So it's <laughs> kind of funny. Um uh, then uh, basically Aubrey Edwards kicks Kip out uh, from ringside and he takes the kendo stick with him. They wrote Jericho rules again. I don't know. I'm sure he said some, he said so many good things, man. I didn't even remember them all. Yeah. I didn't write them all down because they were just, he's just so damn good. Um, let's see here. Commercial break. No picture in picture. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I, I think it wrote good in all caps, but I mean, that was a great match. I'm like, oh, Jericho rules again. Uh, what did that say? Oh, <laughs> that's why. Because I wrote fuck grit, LOL. Because Jericho's like, what is this word grit? No one heard of grit since before 2020. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little shot at Edge. That was funny. But uh, yeah, and then Kip came back out with a kendo stick. Um, she did takes him out uh, or no no actually yeah Penelope distracted the ref uh, yeah then she hits a falcon arrow one two kick out um, but then she nails a shiny wizard one two three um, so Penelope had like I really enjoyed this match I really think this was the best women's match I've seen in AEW yet and that's saying a lot because I thought Sheeta and Britt had a damn good match a couple times but penelope can fucking go dude and she was amazing they, they she looked amazing they let her be amazing she had a really good showing i was really hoping and like for a minute there thought they were going to give her the belt but i'm hoping that this match gives them confidence in her so that maybe they'll have a rematch and she'll get the belt because I really thought it was that damn good. Uh, what'd you think? Yeah, you know, I gotta tell you, like, I thought this match was fucking great. Um, I agree. I think it's the best women's match I've had so far. Um, and that's saying a lot for both of them. I, I do have a lot of faith in Sheeta. I know you're not the biggest fan to an extent, um, but no. I, I have a lot of faith in her also for 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 having a pretty important role in this women's division. I think she's definitely improved drastically since she, when she first debuted, um, it's good to see Penelope finally involved and not being just a, a side piece for, you know, um, Kip and even for Joey back in the day, it's good to see her involved in matches and getting a shot. She can go, she could be, mm-hmm. she could, it, it's crazy, but until Brit is polished, which I think is going to take a while. I you can easily say Penelope could be one of the one of the top two or three g- girls in the, in, the, in this division right now. And I honestly probably like I would have to say you know it's maybe there isn't a number one, but it's kind of a rat race between Sheeta, Penelope, and Big Swole. Like I would say right now, like 
I mean, no disrespect to Nyla, but I Nyla, I don't Nyla's not polished enough to carry this division. Um, you know, and she's the beast. That's fine, but she's not polished enough to carry this division. Um, good match. It was cool with seeing um, uh, Kip get involved. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was um it it was cool it was it was a good match I, I was happy with it. I thought they so far started to show off great I will say this too man Jericho just I don't think there's anything he could do wrong like I, I like listen I was this is funny I was talking to my other buddy he texted me before uh, I forgot to tell you this before Dynamite started and he mm-hmm. he goes to me he's like or not Dynamite Fighter Friends he's like he's like are you watching AEW and I'm like well of course. And I'm, I'm like, I'm switching back between that and the Great American Bash or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and he's like, dude, I haven't watched NXT in months. He's like, I, I've seen every Dynamite episode, every AEW episode. He's like, I don't even waste my time anymore with NXT. And I told him, <laughs> I understand. And he said, he said, and I got to tell you, man, a big piece is Jericho. Like he said, he is, yeah. he, I, he, he said it. And I, I was actually shocked when he said it, but he's like, he's, literally supplanting himself as the goat like i Mm. like and i'm like you know those are tough shoes to fill but and Mm. we talk about this mount rushmore a lot on the show yeah yeah he's gotta start getting some fucking consideration man for the longevity that he's put in in the business and for the impact he's had on little shit over the years and also for his um acceptance here's the thing about jericho people don't want to think ever say anything about jericho has to be one of the best first off he's probably one of the best or he's probably been one of the best in-ring wrestlers i'd say in the last 20 years i would say i mean in-ring talent i would say he's he's one of the top ones maybe top 15 for sure every year uh yeah. maybe he slacked off a little bit the last couple of years but overall he's 100 percent top five on the mic every year and he's very well could be top five all time on the mic um so to me i'm like wow and the other thing too about jericho is he doesn't bitch he will put over new talent and he loves yeah. it like he loves doing that crazy he lost the fandango at WrestleMania, like this man, he did. this man puts over. I guarantee you, Orange Cassidy beats him next week. I he then, ag- but then again, though he did lose to Van Fandango at Mania, but he didn't like that idea. <laughs> well, I don't think he liked that idea because Fandango didn't have anything built up yet. I think it was right. more if it was a more established guy, he wouldn't have cared. I think it was more so the situation that was about. But regardless, right. he's okay with it. Like. Just, yeah, he's got to start getting some consideration. I think for being up there, you know, like I, he really does. And the the what he's doing, like let's be honest, like let's just say he wasn't in AEW, they didn't have Jericho. This company, and no offense to anybody else, would not survive right now the way it's doing without Jericho. I I would agree hundred percent. Like I, as big. And popular, and I know the elite's popular. The elite is while the elite a cool thing, they are 
essentially a ripoff. Not a ripoff, but they're just what's the what's the word when you're um like a like a TV show, but it's like a second TV show that's connected to the main TV spinoff. Yeah, they're a spinoff of the Bullet Club, and the Bullet Club, while giant in Japan and pretty big in the United States, I don't think the Bullet Club is going to be enough to run a company in in the states. And yeah, as much as Cody is popular, Cody is not a uh, Cody's not big enough to run a well, company. I'll I'll say this in the, in that regards. I think if if they didn't have Jericho, they would be we wouldn't be they wouldn't be allowed to do the things that they've been doing since the company started. Like they would have to rely on solely doing what got them to the dance, and I don't think they would have enough of doing that to last, to keep reinventing, to keep people's attention for the long haul. I think like initially at first, I think it still would have gotten a big, you know, interest from people like AEW did, but by having Jericho there, it got an even bigger interest. And I said this since day one, he's the biggest star. And when people are like arguing about, oh, why didn't he man win the belt? Blah 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 blah. It didn't, blah. It didn't make any build... sense for him to win the belt. No, not at all. Like, are you going to build new stores? I'm like, yeah, but you need to establish the company first. You need to establish, and and, and who do you establish, or how do you do that? But you do that by putting the belt first on the biggest star of the company, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And not only that, but you saw what they did with people they put around him. The first night on Dynamite, the inner circle was born. Yeah, I mean, say what you will about Sammy Guevara. Speaking of which, one of the guys in the crowd I saw looked like Sammy Guevara for a minute. I had to do a double take. He had the hat on backwards, but his face was faces fatter, so it wasn't him. But I was like, what the hell? But anyway, um, the things he's doing for Sammy, Jake Hager, for God's sakes. I mean, yeah, Swagger had some good stuff with the We the People, blah, 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 whatever. But, I mean, one of the first episodes, it was like, We the People, that's a stupid idea by Bad Creative, and it's dead and buried. It's hilarious, you know? I mean, but and that got Swag, uh, Hager more over to me than that whole We the People shit that he was doing anyway. And, you know, the matches we're going to get to him in a minute. But even uh, Santana and Ortiz, you know, I mean, just that's you, – you have to – establish the company you have to build that up and at the same time you build you know the new stars up to when you get to the point so when it is time for Heyman to win the belt people actually give a shit get behind him and stay with it there's a small group of people that probably would have gotten behind Heyman, but you got to look at the bigger picture people know who the fuck chris jericho is not everybody knows who Heyman adam page is they will but at the time Chris Jericho, he's not just a pro wrestler. He's been on Dancing with the Stars. He's a lead singer of a metal band. He's an author. He's a podcast host. He's a radio show host on Sirius XM. The guy is all over the fucking he's place. A no, he, he's a known he, commodity, 100%. He's a, he is a household name. He is, and we've said this before on this show, he is the Hulk Hogan of AEW. He really is. 
but he's more entertaining. He's a better in-ring technician, and he knows how to reinvent himself a hell of a lot better than Hogan did. Not to bash Hogan, because I was the biggest Hulkamaniac in the day. I'm just comparing apples to oranges here because, you know, or close to apples to apples as you can be, but there's still apples to oranges. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I think that, that Jericho is the man, dude. And I think you're right. He does have to start being considered for that Mount Rushmore. The more he does, his longevity, I mean, two companies now he's doing stuff. Three, if you count New Japan. Four, if you count WCW. You know, I mean, it's just... And you know the thing, too, is, like, with what you said about him winning the title, if you look at the roster at when when that when that um when that pay-per-view happened uh, all out or whatever um you know to be honest with you i agree with you it should have been jericho i think if it wasn't jericho it should have been omega but i don't think omega while he has a pretty big fan base in the states i don't think he brings the um the uh What's the word I want to say? The um, the headlines yet. No, and that's been my, and that's been my only concern with how they've treated Omega. I don't think they've done a good job on him enough to where he he even does now. I think. Well, but I think he'll I get think there. That's by des- yeah, I think that's by design, though, and that, that goes back to what I was saying before. Like they're allowed to do other stuff. Like if if because of Jericho, like if they didn't have Jericho they'd probably have to keep some sort of, oh, we're the elite storyline together yeah. and, you know, maybe like the same shit they were doing, Cody, Kenny, who's the leader, blah, 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 you know, just not call it Bullet Club, just call it elite, you know, just get just to kind of lump them together and have them be together still. But now they're able to branch them out a bit. You know, the Bucks are doing their thing. Cody's doing his thing. Kenny's doing his thing with Hangman. You know, it, it's it's cool, and, and they're allowed to do that because they have the main piece in Jericho. And I'll even go one step further. They have a second main piece in Moxley. Granted, he doesn't have the name recognition as Jericho does, but he fits in that role right now. He's over enough to be that champion, and he's already – I mean, he's more – I hate to say it, this, but he's more name recognition in, to household name people – than Adam Page was at the time that Adam Page was wrestling Jericho for that belt. And, you know, obviously they didn't put him in the title picture right away because they wanted him to do the match with Kenny, which was supposed to happen at All Out, but because he had the staph infection, they couldn't. But I'm just saying, like, they've built him up. And I, I even think now Adam Page is probably getting closer to that but he's not there yet. And and same, kind of the same thing with Kenny. Like I said, it's, it's being done by design because he didn't want to be the face of the company right away. You know, he didn't need to be the face of the company right away because they had Jericho. Um, I still think maybe eventually he'll get there. I think slowly but surely they, they seem to be adding more of his new Japan character elements into his AEW character. I hate saying that because it's the same fucking person. It's just different. It's the way that they present him is different. So, um, and what he does is different, but it's, it's slowly getting there. And I think eventually he will get that belt. I just don't know when that time is right to do that. Um, 
I just thought of something too. They do this horseman stable and they make it a heel deal. Does Cody basically rip that stipulation up and say, I'm challenging for the world title because I'm Cody fucking Rhodes and we're the four horsemen? Or does Cody keep the TNT title and give that rub to somebody else like a Sean Spears? Or if they kick him out, whoever else joins? Um, well, was that championship situation? Um, yeah. Was that only if Jericho had the belt or in general? Nope, in general. He will never challenge for the world title again if he lost. That's why the TNT thing was such a big made such a big deal because he can't challenge for the world title, so he can challenge for this one. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good. Um, yeah, that's a good. That's a good yeah. question. I, I I don't know. Um, but because re- regardless, know. regardless if it's Cody or somebody else, though, I think when that time comes, whoever it is that gets that belt, I think that's when eventually they'll pull the trigger on Kenny get in that spot and I think Kenny will win the belt from that person I think that they'll wait and build it up and let that heel have a good run with the belt first beat other guys you know beat Moxley rematch beat whoever but eventually like at a big show say like at an all out or wherever double or nothing whatever you want to call it have uh, Kenny beat Cody or whoever and finally get that belt and finally take the full transition back to his New Japan character that's what I hope, at least. Yeah. I will say one more thing, too, though. Um, it's funny. It's, God, it's uh, almost a year since All Out, and I still don't think Hangman Page is anywhere near a champion level right now, like, like a heavyweight championship level. And no. I, no, no disrespect to him, but off the top of my head, I can probably name six or seven guys who – are ahead of him. Yeah. You know, like, so, and no, and like I said, no disrespect to him. I just, you know, I don't think he's ready for championship uh, yet, but I think that he's his name recognition and people know who he is more so now than they did almost a year ago. Um, Not enough to get to that championship picture, but I think the whole drinking storyline has helped this whole teasing between, uh, him and Kenny breaking up here and there has helped. Like, there's so many twists in terms of that, and we'll get to that when we get to the main event. But um, I think that uh, it's getting there. It's a slow build, but I think that it's it's more more so now than it was a year ago. I don't. I still don't think you could make an argument that he should have won that yet, or you know, say it was now. He, you know, he, he's ready to win it, but I think that he's. He's, he's getting there. I think it's people, like I said, I think they know more now who he is. Now that they've also seen him on national TV on a regular basis for, you know, eight months or nine months, whatever it's been. So I think that also helps. Yeah. So speaking of titles <laughs> and Cody, first hour main event, TNT title. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting placement right after the women's match because the women's match was awesome. Like, so I'm like, this has some, um, you know, uh, some work to do, so to speak. Um, then Jericho mentions they're going to have a picture in picture coming up. I'm like, 
lovely. Uh, I absolutely loved Cody's shirt. Uh, I want that. I think that was a huge, like, fuck you to WWE. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. The old school Great American Bash logo in the American Nightmare Cody shirt. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, the match was so good. I, I, I at first, I, mean, I thought it was really good psychology, really good selling. I'm like the, I, I didn't like. I liked it so much. They went to picture in picture, and I'm like, I didn't care. I'm like, this is good. <laughs> um, I like Jericho rules. If I said that, yeah. Um, so interesting finish. Um. I thought the, the the finish didn't ruin the match, but I didn't quite understand why they did the finish. Dustin comes out, he hits Hager. Uh, Hager's wife was out there with him. She walked on Cody's back. She slapped him. Um, and then, yeah, Cody wins with some kind of weird reversal, one, two, three. And Hager's like, oh, I thought I won. Like, I thought he tapped. And then, oh, and then Hager knocks out the ref and he walks away. And that's what I meant by with the start of the show. Because of that in storyline, Jake Hager has been fined and suspended for 10 days by AEW for his actions. Um, so the, the thing that – I'm going to ask your opinion on this, but, but the thing that stood out to me the most, obviously besides the match being so good, was that – and I didn't expect it to be that good either – um, was Dustin coming out and helping Cody? Because we haven't seen Dustin co- with Cody for a while. I mean, granted, maybe that wasn't the original plan, and maybe QT being out because of the COVID stuff might have had something to do with it. I'd like to think that it was part of the original plan because it goes back to what I was saying before about when it happens, Dustin will be the guy that they're going to turn on. Um, Dustin will play the role of Dusty. At least that's what I'm thinking when it comes to the horseman angle. So I like that he was involved. What'd you think? <laughs> um, it, you know, I gotta say, I thought it was, and, I, and granted, Hager hasn't had a ton of matches in uh, yeah, in AEW, no. but it was his best one. I thought. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it shows shows what he can do. I, you know, the thing with Hager more than anything is, and I think it, it helped when he had um, what the hell's his name as his side piece or his uh, mic piece or mouthpiece. Um, uh, Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel, yes. He is very good in the ring, but he kind of has that Bobby Lashley personality that makes him not a star. You know, like. I would compare him to that. Like he has that great in-ring ability, but he doesn't have the the personality. So he needs a mouthpiece. And I think Jericho is the mouthpiece. Now, this is my concern. I will say this. I don't know if you noticed this throughout the show, but even if they did it with uh, uh, Santana and Ortiz, there wasn't like an inner circle vibe. Like the inner circle is yeah. not really being brought up anymore. And I'll get to one point later on but with what ortiz is wearing which kind of surprised me because i was like okay was he supposed to wear that t-shirt we'll get to that but there was even like his wife coming out with him with hager i'm like uh is this like is the inner circle not a thing anymore or is it just just kind of like 
is it like like a sorority that you were at college and you guys are always together, but you're not together at the moment type of thing until Sammy comes back? Which, I don't know if you read, but Cody did make a post to say Sammy will be back in AEW, he will be a better person, and he will be a star. So Cody did say that. So that's good, because I, I do think Sammy has all the tools. Um pack out a little bit more more meat, but other than that, that's the least of his concerns. But yeah, it was a good match. The finish was weird. I don't get the co- the Dustin thing. I- I'm definitely thinking I'm a- what's going to happen is kind of what you said, how he's going to turn on Dustin because I just don't see. Uh-huh. Like, I didn't see it at first, but I don't know if the QT thing is going to advance it. But yeah, I-, I could see it. I see that making sense. Um, uh-huh. I think they need to get the TNT title off of, off of Cody, though. I don't think he needs a belt for the stable. And I think what they need to do is, is maybe have him lose the title and have that be the, the launching point to him, the catalyst to him, to to him snapping and being like, no one's by my side because I mean, the way things are going right now, nobody is really by his side right now and only his brother. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I think we're going to see shit in the next couple of weeks. That are gonna. It's been slowly building. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna happen here at some point. I just yeah. I don't know when it's gonna launch, but something's gonna happen. But yeah, it was a fine match. Weird finish, but yeah. Yeah. Well, then we get a Darby Allen video package promo. It was okay. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm not sure. Um. When I get when we get to talking about Mox and Cage uh, in a little bit, I'm not sure if Darby Allen is still going to be involved in that and end up costing Cage that match or not. It seemed like that's the way they were going at Double or Nothing, but um, I don't know if Darby legit got hurt and that's why he's not quote unquote medically cleared, or if it's just all storyline. Um, but we'll see. I, I, you know, I like I said, it was the package was what it was. He was on his skateboard on fire, and he's I don't know, whatever. It was fine. Um, any thoughts on that or for for, for, for which one again? Sorry, say it again. The the no, the Darby Allen. Oh yeah, they they're. I feel like what they're doing with him is similar to, to the Tessa thing is that he's just not there because of COVID and he's sending promo videos to build him up. He's another one though. Like he's another one that call me, call me crazy, but I even think he's ahead of hangman right now. If you're going to put the title on someone just because of how popular he is and everything. Um, the biggest problem I see with Darby and Sammy and jungle boy and all these guys, they got to pack some meat on man. They're also yeah. they're also thin, you know, and they're I'm like, and he, even Marty, if he came over, like they're 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 thin. They need to pack some yeah. in. They're they're not heavyweights, you know. Like, yeah. I and I don't know if you've seen him because he he hasn't been in New Japan yet. But if you see Will Osprey, pictures of him now, he looks fucking huge. Like he reminds me. He posted a picture on Instagram recently. I swear to God, it reminded me of when Triple H came back from that 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 knee injury, and he like was just in, in the leather coat, and he just looked like the biggest, meanest motherfucker on the planet. Osprey's getting really? Osprey's getting jacked. 
Maybe that Grandmaster oh, stuff I, that we were seeing is him then for, for sure. 100% I think it is. Yeah, it would make sense to have him re, you know, have him come back as a heavyweight and not just be Will Ospreay, you know, it'd be different. So that'll be cool to see. But we'll get to we'll get to New Japan at some point. I just don't know when. Full disclosure, still haven't watched anything past night three, and C hasn't watched anything past night two, so it's all good. Because um, <laughs> you haven't watched night three yet, right? No. Okay, I didn't think so, because you would have told me if you did. Uh, all right, so then we uh, we go to Jericho talking about the little bit of the bubbly. It's almost sold out. Uh, Orange Cassidy comes out. He's got a chair. And he basically just sits the chair down next to Excalibur, puts his feet up at the desk, and just doesn't say anything. It's hilarious. Jericho's just all like flipping out. It's it's, it's great. Uh, Santana and Ortiz against Private Party with Matt Hardy's next. Um, let's see. So I noticed Ortiz had a Puerto Rican mask on, but I didn't notice the shirt that you were alluding to. Oh, what's the shirt he was wearing? He he was wearing an inner circle shirt. Oh, and it was okay. it was it was the Gun and Guns and Roses ones. Oh, right, right. Now, now I remember. And okay, I mean, yeah. I found it funny because they didn't say anything about the inner circle till he came out with that shirt on, and then it was almost like Shivani and and, and Ross were like, "Well, at this point, fuck it, we gotta say something." So I was like, "Okay," because and it's funny too, like when they came out. Ortiz went over and said something to Jericho, but Santana didn't. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, uh... and then he kept referring to, you know, them as my boys, you know, but he wasn't like, didn't say anything about it. It was just a weird, I, I understand what they're doing. I don't think they're writing off the inner circle, but they're, it's almost as if they're like ignoring it exists until Sammy comes back. Yeah. So yeah. Trying to distance themselves from it until, Exactly. It's relevant again. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Busted Open and Dave LaGreca got mentioned, which is hilarious. Jericho saying, LaGreca, you stupid idiot, or whatever he said. That was hilarious. Um, And then they did another stupid picture-in-picture. Jericho mentioned that. They were running some contests with it, I guess. So, uh, what did I write? Jericho is commentary. (laughs) Um, So, match was good but then uh private party hits the gin and juice for the one two three I was kind of surprised at that um ortiz looked really close to trying to break that up but he didn't and then they showed it on the replay it didn't look as close but yeah um you know and then postmas jericho throws water on orange cassidy and then they do like the pull apart thing and jericho jericho's just awesome um one thing I do want to make mention about this and also with the Hager match, uh, I was reading somebody else's recap. I, I, I forgot who and I forgot where, so I'm, I can't give him credit, but it wasn't mine, so I'll just give him credit that way. Uh, they mentioned something about how, well, so the inner circle loses again. It's like nobody in the inner circle looks strong except for Jericho as far as wins go. And I, I get that to an extent, but you know, I mean, it, it's like you said, and you know, we're alluding to, like, they're not really mentioning the inner circle right now. So it doesn't necessarily have to mean they have to win every time. It's it's all about entertainment and how they do it and how 
you can look good in a loss still. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're trying to put somebody else over. I don't necessarily think that happened in this match. I mean, I don't think they looked bad, but I don't think they looked good either. I thought it was just there. And I thought Private Party getting the win, though, was was interesting. Um, which we find out later on that they would be challenging the winner of the main event for the tag titles next week. So it's like, man, they just really like having tag team title matches on these, these dynamites, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, then, uh, you know, they had an interview in the back with Kenny and Heyman, which I think was fine. Um, they come back. Jericho's not out there anymore. He left, which is hilarious. They run down the card for next week. And I knew this was coming because you texted me, but I I, I kind of figured it was this match too. Uh, and I was like, whoa, Mox versus Cage is in two weeks? Fight for the Fallen? Wow. Um, so, yeah, like we were saying before, I'm, I'm, I'm happy they did it because I do want to see that not going opposed to Cole and Lee. However, um, I watch them, you know, one show and then the other anyway, so I don't have to go back and forth. So it's not like it was back in the day with the Monday Night Wars for me. But, you know, I realize not everyone's like that. So from that standpoint, I like it for to be separate. I like that they're bringing back Fight for the Fallen as well. They did mention that it is going to be COVID uh, for COVID relief and people can actually send donations about that next week. They're going to talk about that, which is cool. Um, you know, obviously fight for the fallen last year was for, for gun violence for the unfortunate shooting that happened at the Madden tournament in Jacksonville, uh, the year before that. But, um, so yeah, all that leads to Taz and cage coming out. One thing I want to point out before I get into this, because this was huge and I thought the promo was great as always, but one, one thing Bully Ray has been saying on Busted Open about this whole Taz and uh, uh, Cage thing is that he and he was worried initially when they put Archer and Jake together because he thought Jake was going to um, overshadow um, uh, Archer because you know of his mic skills or whatever, and. Um, that really hasn't been the case too much. Then again, they really also haven't done much with Archer since he lost to Cody. We'll see next week with Janela. But he's also worried about it more so with Taz and Cage. And it's not necessarily because he's talking all the time, but it's placement. Have you ever noticed, and I noticed this last night too, or two, two nights ago, whenever we, the show was, when Taz is out there with Cage, Taz is always out front and center, and Cage is always behind him. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for Cage, but I'm biased because I've already know who Cage is. I get why Bully's saying that though, because a lot of people may not know who he is or what he can do, and then it's like, okay, it's just this big muscle guy, and he's got Taz talking for him. Taz can't wrestle anymore. No, so no. He, he's not going to be taking any bumps or doing any of that shit. He might take a bump. But I, he might take a bump. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy, but he'll take a fucking... He'll get knocked out yeah, or something, maybe. you know? Maybe, yeah. But, 
at the same time, though, like he's not going to take a paradigm shift from. Oh know. no! Oh yeah. Speaking of which, he did Taz. I forgot to mention that earlier. Taz did that technical moves with Taz, uh, and then they were talking about the paradigm shift with Moxley, which was interesting. Yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah, so so the, the the interview, I was really shocked that he said this. I, I shouldn't be because it's Taz and he's great, but he fired a huge shot when he said. We don't. What was the actual exact quote? We don't run a. Uh, the the same quote that you said the the NXT guy said that he posted the spoiler and Lee and Cole. We don't run a. Oh, oh a sloppy show. show. Yeah, he's like, we don't run a sloppy show. Everyone gets tested or whatever he said, but it was just like, wow, the fact that he went there. That's when I texted you like Taz, holy shit, or whatever I said. It was I was like. Wow, you know, like that was a big shot at WWE, big time. Yeah, what'd you think? Oh, that's why I said in, early on, like the gloves are off. Like this is it's on now. Like AEW yeah. sees what what is going on. Uh, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I mean, looking at the time frame and everything, and when Moxie got tested and shit, I don't think that it would. I don't think it was necessarily because of the health thing. I think they just sat back and was like, well, you know what? You want to play this fucking game. We're going to play this game too. We're going to go a week later. Yeah. They're probably like, you know what? We got faith in Jericho and and Orange Cassidy as the main event because it's Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy is one of the most over wrestlers on the planet. We got faith in that as the main event. As I said before, that could have headlined the whole fucking thing. Um, Right. So they're like, screw it. We're going to go a week later. Now what do you got? That's essentially yeah. what they said. And now they're coming out saying it's sloppy bullshit and everything like that. Taz has been actually saying this a lot on his Twitter and shit. Um, that mm. he doesn't work for a sloppy company. They do blood tests, check things all the time. Like, wow. Oh yeah, this has been kind of ongoing from his mouth for a little while, but I love it because they. I think yeah. AEW knows that. They got the fans behind them. Like, listen, and I don't know if this is because of the fans or what it is. If you put on AEW and NXT at the same time and you have two TVs and you're listening to both of them, there is something about AEW that is just more exciting than watch NXT. I don't know if it's the fucking wrestlers behind the in the stands. I don't know if they're that much of an impact, but there's something. There's something lively about AEW that is not lively about NXT, and I cannot fucking pinpoint what it is. I just can't. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know if it's like. I don't know. Like maybe NXT just kind of comes off like gloomy. I, I don't. know. There's something about AEW. I I can't pinpoint it. But it's like I said, man. The gloves are off. Here we go. <laughs> Here we fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, oh, did I forget to ask you, do you have anything to add to the uh, Santana Ortiz and Private Party match or no? No, it was a good match. Um, yeah. I think they got to give get um Santana and Ortiz here a little um <laughs> a little something going on in his tag team division. I mean, they're one of the best tag teams in the fucking world, and they're just kind of like they're they're kind of like Omega. Like like Omega is not like I don't consider Omega a tag team wrestler, and he's one of the top, you know 
wrestlers in the world that he's just kind of sitting back here like twinkling his thumbs. I think the same for Proud and Powerful. You know, like yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I uh, you know I mean not necessarily that because yeah, I I agree with you on that, but um, the Taz thing, um, yeah, I, I I think maybe they did do that on purpose because yeah, maybe the health thing it's not, but maybe it was both. Maybe it was also more like okay, we can do this because of that, you know, and and they they have the luxury of doing it, and maybe also because it's like all right, well, it's a tape show, they're do, doing a tape show, so let's do ours live, you know, and it'll be better. So um, one other thing I forgot to mention earlier when they were going through, and this is probably one of the many uh, amazing uh, things I said about Jericho over and over again in commentary, when they were going over the, the dark results, um, you know, they saw Lance Archer beat Pineapple Pete and Jericho just like, Pineapple Pete, I hate that guy. Yeah, I know. That's just like out of nowhere. Great. Out of nowhere. It was, it was fucking hilarious, man. So, oh, and speaking of people in the crowds, I guess Brian Pillman Jr. was yes, there. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Um, I, did, I did not actually see him on TV, but uh, I've seen the pictures that he's been posting all over in um, the internet about it. So that's pretty cool. It's interesting because he is signed to MLW right now, but MLW is not running shows. So, um, I thought I saw I mean, him too, but I wasn't sure on it. And then, like when I found out later on, I was like, "Oh shit, uh, Pillman was there." Yeah, um, it'd be interesting if if they end up having him. Um, if this leads to him challenging Cody for that TNT title one of these weeks, it'd be kind of cool to see that. But he's another um, one, man, that has. He's young. I think he can be a big star, man. If, if he's if he gets with the right company, he's he's awesome, man. Yeah, he, he is. is. He's a good. He's a very good guy too. I've met him many, many times. Very down to earth. Very humble. Uh, I loved his father. You know, his father was a huge reason why I I, I watched wrestling. Uh, you know, other than being a Hulkamaniac, but uh, well, huge reason I watched the uh, uh, WWE back in the day. You know. Um, and I made, I mentioned that to him. And he goes, "Oh, thank you, man. It means a lot." I'm like, yeah. Is it? I'm sure lots of people tell him that. Is it? How do I say this? Is there any possibility that he was in the crowd as another as another subtle hint for the Four Horsemen? Because his dad was in that latter WCW yep. one with um, Benoit, Benoit Arn, and uh, and and Flair. So, like. Mm-hmm. You know, like, is that another possible? I'm, you know, I'm telling you, man, they're doing things that people, they're doing little things that are just, mm-hmm. and listen, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist, but from Ricky Starks coming over from NWA as the TV title champion, the verse to Cody, now Pillman is just mysteriously in the fucking crowd. Like MLW, I heard is kind of, you know, and it's on his last breath here anyway. So it's like, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I, I'll say this one. I don't know about them being on their last breath. I know that they're not running shows right now, but they're still releasing content online and stuff, but nothing like new. They're mostly just showing old stuff. But um, I didn't make mention back in uh, when Dark Side of the Ring dropped with Benoit when, when uh, uh, David Benoit was talking about wanting to get in wrestling. And I, me- I remember, I don't know if I mentioned on this show, but I know I mentioned it to you. I would love to see Pillman Jr. and David Benoit form a tag team. Yeah. And 
have them come in maybe not initially to join uh, or, or initially when the group is, is formed if they do this horseman thing, but maybe eventually have them have them join and be a part of it. Because um, I think David needs some a lot of work yet still as far as learning his craft. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And you know the cool thing about Pillman too is like he's such a nice guy. If you were at StarCast – and which you were and like just if you if you i saw him walking around so much oh, yeah. by himself and i don't think people even realize who he was a lot of times like mm-hmm. and i'm just like dude man you guys are you <laughs> go say hi to this guy now when you can i'm like hey, he was around um flipping brian cage a lot but like when they he was yeah. like mainly around well that's the I mean, around that's them. the other. Th- yeah, he's. That's the other thing. He's friends with Brian Cage, and Brian Cage is there now. Exactly. So, uh, I, Brian Cage put him over in uh, in Warrior Wrestling. I mean, well, he didn't physically put him over because he was hurt, yeah. but um, he basically handpicked him to be his replacement in the in the title match. Uh, or not? Well, that in the yeah in the War of Attrition, whatever. He picked him to to have a spot, and I was there, and he won it. Like I I. I met Pillman Jr. at a Black Label Pro show in uh, Indiana, Crown Point, Indiana. Uh, the la- one of the last something to wrestle with live shows that Pritchard and Conrad were doing back in March, I want to say, of last year, February or March. It was just after Pritchard had re-signed with WWE. And... Um, that was the first time I had ever seen Pillman Jr. wrestle. That's the first time I met him. It was great. He was such a nice guy. And then I met him again, I want to say at StarCast. And he re- remembered me, me and my other buddy. We, he remembered us. And we, we bought merch from him. You know, we got pictures with the meet and greets, all that stuff. And um, no, he was just cool as hell. And then I went to my first Warrior Wrestling without my buddy, um, that Pillman was there, the same uh, one that I um, met Suzuki and Kurt Angle and all that. But, uh, you know, Pillman was there for that, and I saw him there. He wrestled Lance Archer um, there. And, you know, I think he and Archer are kind of – I think they, they know each other, you know, from the business. I don't know if they're friends, but whatever. Um, but then I, I – the, the last Warrior Wrestling, I did go with my buddy, and he remembered us too. And, you know, he, he had the – Pro Wrestling Illustrated Rookie of the Year plaque and a T-shirt that I bought. And took a picture of him with the plaque and everything. It was it was cool. He's it's a very cool guy, very done. And then at Starcast though, so we, we met him downstairs. Like I didn't even know he was going to be there. Whatever he was buying, we were buying shit from him, like meet and greets, whatever. And then the next day after um, All Out, because if he was he was backstage at All Out, but he wasn't. Uh, on the show, but he was at the the battle royal at Double or Nothing. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he was at the um, the side party with Flip that I w- I was supposed to meet you at, but we we never met up there. Um, but uh, I saw him talking with Brian Cage there. I saw both of them hanging out. It was just it was cool. It was just like. They were just hanging out, just talking, having regular, normal conversations with the people around him. And I was just standing there, like, right next to them where they were talking. It was so cool. And then Flip comes over, and the three of them are talking. And it's just like, oh, wow. 
But very, very nice, very down to think. I didn't want to bug him and like ask for autographs or whatever, you know. I mean, I'm already for for Pillman, but um, you know, I didn't want to bug Cage or bug uh, Flip. But um, but but the next day though, like it's after Starcast was over with, um, Pillman was trying to get uh, on the bus to go to to Warrior Wrestling from the hotel, and he was like waiting for his ride, and he's just like. He was because when we had seen him earlier in the days, he goes, "Yeah, you guys going to the show?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see." As we we didn't, you know, because it was like a lot of wrestling <laughs> that weekend yeah. in general. But but he was just he was like in the lobby, and I saw him walking around. I'm like, "Aren't you supposed to be at a wrestling show?" He goes, "Yeah, man, I'm waiting for my ride." <laughs> <laughs> so he was just it was cool as hell, you know. Like you don't get that with with people. Um, that are like in the business or TV stars or whatever, you know, that are just humble and down to earth and talk to like us common folk, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. But anyway, we've gone on a couple tangents. Let's get to this main event. Shall yes, we? Yes. <laughs> um, great entrance for the best friends coming in and Trent's mom's mini- minivan. Uh, they, they and she did was she was in the crowd. They showed her sitting in the stands. So that was cool. And then Britt's out there. You you get to see Britt with a role model shirt. He's trying to yeah. That, that, that was just funny stuff. And then yeah, Trent's mom was great. And um, I, this is something I noticed that I don't think they've ever done before, which I'm surprised. They actually plugged being the elite. I and... I've I've heard it before. I, like seen graphics and all like that they not, put up though. I, I don't not graphics, but I've I, I've heard okay. them. I've heard them say it. I know that they've mentioned it, but I don't know if they've like actually plugged it like that. It was pretty cool that they did. Um, match was good, back and forth. Um, FCR comes out with a cooler and chairs, and they sit down and start drinking. And Paige is looking at them. Uh, they gave Britt Baker a beer, which is hilarious. <laughs> um. They went to their last picture-in-picture picture commercial break. Um, match is really good. I, I I don't know if Kenny got hurt at one point because the finish didn't seem like it was supposed to be that way, but Paige pretty much just hits a buckshot lariat on Trent and hits a 1-2-3. Um, but at post-match, Kenny seemed fine because you know they were in the rain celebrating whenever FTR comes in with some beers. Give a beer to Kenny, give a beer to Paige, and Kenny, I'm, I'm just like, you guys know Kenny doesn't drink, right? <laughs> and uh, he just spilled the beer out, and then they start, you know, saying, what the hell, man? They get a little pull apart. Bucks come out to try to calm it down. It, it seemed like they were trying to, like, do another little tease, not just with the horseman stuff with FTR and the Bucks, but with uh, Heyman and Kenny again, because it seemed like Kenny was – uh, or Heyman rather was like getting on Kenny's case about it and, you know, being a, spilling out the beer and all that, you know, and, and Kenny kind of did have like a, a smirk on his face when he was pouring the beer out. Like, I don't drink beer. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, just, but I thought the match was fine. The segment was fine on the show. Uh, what'd you think? Yeah. It, you know, it was, um, I was actually, to be honest with you, I was kind of um, disappointed in the match. Um, I was expecting more. I really thought it was going to be the the show stealer of yeah. you know um and you know when this all, when this is all said and done, I would have to say and just if I was ranking the show, I would say the women's title 
would be number one. I would say the opening match would be number two. Then I would probably put this. I would flip a coin between this one and the, and the TNT title if I had to, if I had to pick matches. But that's that's not that's, we don't have to do that. But um, yeah. it was fine. I wanted the best friends to win. I just think they. I think it's time to get the belts off of Kenny and Omega. Um, I didn't. They haven't teased any beef. <laughs> What's up? Kenny and, o- Kenny and Omega. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Kenny and Page. <laughs> or Omega and Page. I do it all the time. <laughs> um, I have, they haven't teased any beef between them lately. So it makes me wonder if that's. Well, they did. They did uh, towards the end a little bit, I think. With uh... Yeah. I mean, there was. I mean, yeah, I guess when he grabbed the beer. I, I don't know. I, I You know, it's, it's a tough. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of it. I, you know, FTR coming out. FTR is great. They they came out. Um, I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. Like, yeah. You know what I you know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that that whole angle is going to lead to a triple threat tag team title match at All Out between Hangman, Kenny, Bucks, and FTR, and if they're going to pull the trigger on this horseman thing at all out FTR wins those belts, but I don't know if they pin Kenny or Heyman or one of the bucks to win the belts. And I don't know if they actually do a turn during that match or later on in someone else's match, but I can see that happening. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I sit here and I'm, I'm, and I'm going down a list of guys who, who who could join the four horsemen. And I even say to myself, well, is is Hangman another possibility? But that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't think that would. I don't think adding another guy from the elite would uh, would, would make sense. Because um, no. then it would just almost be like the elite part three or two at that point. So, like. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I think Cody's the only one. Yeah, that would make sense. I um, I agree. It's gonna lead to something. You wait. You said the, you said FTR, Young Bucks, and Omega Page. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, could, I I I I think that was the start of setting that up. I think another possibility is they have the tag team titles before. Um, all out, all out, and FTR either gains them or the Bucks gain them, and they have Bucks and FTR at all out. I think that's another possibility, the, but then you don't have anything to go back at Page. Yeah, the, the the only thing I I can I, I I don't think that that would work is to is because it's a title match or a title change rather on free TV. True, and well, yes, they've done it already once with the women's title. And the, you know, their champions other than um, the TNT title and the world title. So basically, the other two, the tag belts and the women's title, both were won on free TV initially, on you know Dynamite and uh, yeah, they're both on Dynamite, right? Yeah. The, the first, the first one was the women's title, and the tag team titles were later on. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't think they want to do it too often and I think that's also part of the reason why the tag titles didn't change hands 
Um, and, and I don't think they have faith in the best friends as far as it being champions, but I don't know. I, I, I think the match was okay. I thought it could have been better too. Um, but cause I know how all four of them are and I think they would have been able to put on a classic. I was, um, when they, when they hit strong zero, um, the first time I was like, Oh my God, are they really going to do it? And then, you know, I think, uh, they, they hit it on Hainman, I think, right. And Kenny made the save. Yeah. Sounds right. Um, so that, that once they once that happened, though, I'm like, yeah, hey man, Kenny are winning are winning this match, and I like the fact that they, I mean, they always do this too because they don't hide stuff and they they don't try to pretend they're the only wrestling company in the world like WWE does. But they mentioned that Kenny and and Chuck were tag team back in the day, which was kind of cool. Um, but uh, yeah, and in in pro wrestling gorilla too, which is which where Excalibur's from, so. Of course he would know that, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think that uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see them doing a a, ti- a tag title sh- switch until All Out. And the the other thing too, and you know, like I said before, I was alluding to the whole Darby Allen. I don't know if he's gonna cost Cage the the title now or not against Mox, but if he doesn't. And I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but these promos that Taz is hitting, it makes me think more and more and more. And now, especially with the COVID stuff, depending on, you know, if they want to risk it or not, I really, really think that Cage might be the one to take that belt off of Moxley in two weeks. And if they do that on free TV, there's no way they're going to change another belt between now and all, all out. <laughs> I think that would just that would be it. And if that's the case, if if Mox gets you know if uh, Cage gets the strap for Mox, what do you do with All Out? Do you have well, Cage? yeah, you have a rematch between Cage and Mox. I, I would imagine. Yeah, with some with, with some stipulation. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like they are. It seems like they've moved away from the the Darby and, and Cage stuff. Um, again, maybe by design, maybe not. I don't know, but it's it seems like maybe they think that they don't have the same, or they I think they they look not necessarily um, not faith in Darby as much as I think they have more faith in Cage, especially with Taz by his side, um, for him to not win that belt at this point, combined with the you know, the concerns about the COVID thing with with Mox and. Uh, I could see at all out having the rematch, but I could see between maybe fight for the fallen and all out having mock or uh, cage defend, defend the belt against Darby and just have it like that, you know, like, Oh, here's, you know, they, they had this history, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to make a big deal about a big angle. They're just going to have a match. And then, you know, cage squashes Darby, unfortunately. And there goes that, but, um, I could see that happening too, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I think I think a lot is gonna d- determine what you know what's gonna happen with that match as far as all out goes. So say say Mox wins, then what? Then where do you go? Yeah, I mean, at that point, I guess they would stick with the original plan, or at least that I thought was the original plan with Darby and Cage having their feud. But where do they go with Mox? You know, I mean, is there um, I, is there a possibility that somebody else could get involved in this 
to where it ends up being a, a three-way at, at all out. And could be. Once again, I don't want to lean towards him because because of the because of the Instagram thing. But EC three. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be ironic? EC three and Mox. <laughs> well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like I just I'm wondering, you know, if because he you know I mean granted he mentioned a lot of wrestlers in in that promo, but he did mention Cage and Mox were two of the wrestlers he mentioned. So yeah. I don't, I don't, but if, if, if they're going to do a three with the tag belts, I can't see them doing a three with the world title too. Do you think there's any possibility <laughs> that, see, okay, I will say this. Here's one thing I didn't like. I didn't like that they are having another tag team championship next week. Yeah. Yeah. I know we alluded to that. It's, it seems like they're doing way too many tag team title matches, but I mean, I, I think maybe. I don't know. I, I can't see Private Party winning those belts. Not yet. I think it's a way to get Private Party out of the discussion right now. To be to be honest with you, to have to have them just lose and then be done with it for a while. Yeah, and I and I will say yeah. one more, it. I will say the only thing about Best Friends, they only and I'm going to sound bad because I, th- I think they, I think they should have won, but the only reason, and this is going to sound really bad, the only reason they are in that tag team championship match is because of Orange Cassidy. I don't think they would be as relevant as they are if it wasn't for Orange Cassidy. Uh, I don't know about that. And, and the reason I say that is because, yeah, Orange has been popular, um, but they were building them up for a little while, having them win matches yeah. on, on Dynamite and Dark. So I think it was, you know, they were, they were actually trying to – and not only that, but I guess, you know um, – they were very a huge part of uh, the entertainment aspect of the, these shows um, in rain and wh- whatever else um, when not a lot of the big names were able to be there because of COVID. Yeah. Like when they did a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the tapings, um, they used a lot of enhancement talent, a lot of students at QT school. Yeah. You know, that, that's also co- coincidentally when best friends were, building that winning streak up so um they got to the point where you know they earned it and I, they, they are like i said i think they are a great tag team i think they're um i think they, they're much better than what they're being um shown to be in the same vein as kenny same vein as proud and powerful um you know all those things but you know, they had their shot, they had their opportunity, and now it's done for now. You know, maybe they'll revisit it at some point. But it's kind of the same thing with SCU. They were the first champs, they lost, they had a rematch, they're done. So, you know, you, you see Kenny and Hainman basically beat all these teams to get the, to the point where it's like, and I think you're right about Private Party. I think I think it'll be a good match, but I think they'll lose. And They're so young, they don't um, need to push them right now. I mean, and, and no, they and don't. So, I mean, they say what Cassidy is what twenty two years old or twenty three years old. I think they said like they're yeah. so this tag team division is stacked, stupidly man. stacked. Like, I mean, it's so it, it's crazy to think this way, but like you almost need two tag teams because they're so mm-hmm. there's. I mean. Christ's sake. That's what, like, that's what I was saying. The U.S. tag team belts, man. I mean, <laughs> so stacked. It's ridiculous. I mean, we haven't even seen... Actually, are they even in AEW anymore? But like the hybrid two? 
like Evans and yeah, there's like yeah, you don't even see them. Like I mean, and they're another good yeah. tag team. There's just so many good tag teams. Like they they may not have been around because of COVID. Still, I don't know. But um, maybe stuck somewhere. Yeah, I think Private Party is gonna get um pushed down for a little bit. I I see a couple of these tag teams dissolving soon. Like. The Omega Page thing I don't see lasting for a long time here. The other team I see kind of going away here soon. Not going away fully, but kind of doing a disappearing act is SCU. Um, And I'm going to tell you this right now, man. I know we haven't talked about this match next week. But the Dark Order versus SCU. I'm going to throw a fucking curveball here and say that Scorpio Sky turns on SCU. It might happen. And I don't think Lee is auditioning Colt like he thinks he is. I think Col- yeah. I think Colt's gonna get knocked the fuck out somehow, and it's gonna be Scorpio Sky as being the one that heart- that Lee is uh, is grooming for. I just have a I have some feeling about this because if you look at SCU and Colt Command and all these guys. You can see Daniels being in Dark Order. You know, Colt's kind of like that weird, like, oh, yeah, I, I guess he's struggling. makes sense. But you just, you wouldn't see Scorpio Sky doing that almost. And I think that is the type of push that Sky needs to push him to the fucking moon. And I, I think that's could be a big, I just, I see it happening, man. I don't know why I see it happening. Yeah, I could see it, too. I could see it, too. But... Yeah, well, um, those are sh- those are both shows, and there's just some thoughts from us. Uh, I don't really got anything else. Do you? Um, <laughs> not a lot. I just, what do you really think is going on here with, um, like, if you had a crystal ball, what do you see being the championship match at all out? Like this, it, it, your gut instinct. Probably Mox and Cage in a rematch. Cage, I really Cage with the belt gonna... or Mox with the belt? Cage with the belt. I, yeah, I, I really think Cage. I, I really, I do. really, I just, there's just something about it. I just, I, I really see Brian Cage winning that belt. I agree with weeks. you. I, I, really I actually, I, I didn't before. I didn't either. I, I really, I really think that's where they're leading to. And, uh, Okay, so like I was alluding to before, yeah. um, the uh, discussion that we were that I brought up, the question I posed to you as far as Brian Cage and uh, Cross, like switching brands, like would you see if both of them would be where they were in the respective places if they switched? Um, that may or may not be a possible reason why. I feel as if Brian Cage is going to win that belt and how AEW has kind of made me think he's going to win that belt because they kind of maybe have a sense of what's going on with Cross and NXT. Maybe neither one of them have anything to do with each other and it's just wishful thinking on my part. But um, yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's interesting. They've done a very good job of making me think um, and have emotion towards Cage and Mox. Not that I wasn't before, but it went for me automatically thinking, okay, yeah, Darby Allen's going to cost Cage, you know, the match, and it'll go on to, holy shit, Mox could actually lose this. Holy motherfucking shit, Mox is probably going to lose this. And then in two weeks, I'm going to say, 
motherfucking shit, Mox lost this, you know, just, uh, you know, them playing with my emotions. But, you know, no, I just, you know, that's good, though. That's because that's what wrestling's supposed to do, right? It's supposed to entertain you, it's supposed to play, a, you know, play on your emotions, make you think and feel something. I mean, because that's that's the biggest problem with WWE right now, I think, with you and, and me and the other people, is that they don't really have that focus on really, I mean, especially the main rosters, like nothing they do shows that emotion. Nothing they do is, is like makes you want to like be into it. You know, NXT does more than them Raw and SmackDown do, but it's like even them, you know, like you were saying before, it just doesn't feel like it's an, you know, old school NXT. It feels like you're just watching an extension of the main roster. That's just a little bit. But with AEW, yeah, it's got that so exciting stuff because it's like, oh, my God, this could happen. Oh, my God, that could happen. You know, what's going to happen? We don't know. And that's that's all part of the journey of professional wrestling, in my opinion. Yeah, well, you it, it's funny because, I, you know, WWE had a similar situation, and I thought they dropped the ball on it, is they had MVP. <laughs> Which time? <laughs> well, the recently they had MVP really hyping up Lashley, and you almost got behind Lashley because of it, how much MVP was backing him up. It was similar almost to Taz and Cage in that sense, you know. And he loses, and they throw him in a fucking feud right now with Apollo Cruz. Mm-hmm. It's like you had Lashley built up for all this momentum, and then you just kind of sink him. You know, now I have faith in AEW. They don't do that. Now, they've been building Cage up here for the last two months almost, and or almost two months. Well, a month, I should say. Not two months, but a, a month. And, yeah, man, I'm starting to think he's going to win. Um, Here's the thing, though. Is he going to win – the championship. Now I say this, I could see something happening to where he wins, but not the title, like a DQ or something. Just set up the rematch. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a possibility. I think that's where Darby might get involved. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's going to, I don't know if that's going to happen, but what if they make this, what they do make it a three way at fighter fest with Darby. Or not fighter fest at uh, all out. With that's Derby. that's what I'm saying. That's a yeah. that's another possibility I could think of. Um, I don't know if they have confidence yet in 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 Cage holding the belt. That's my only issue with that right now. Is I think he's still new, and I think I, I don't think they have issues like WWE has because WWE kind of does this every blue moon. Like a new guy comes in and they you know, give him a title or something. And then, you know, like, I wonder if the backstage, you know, feeling is, oh, well, we've been here, you know, Cage is going to get the belt before a lot of all, you know, a lot of more of us. Now, obviously, Cage is a more established star, you know. I mean, he has a reputation. He, he has, you know, he comes from where he was dominant in impact as champion. So it's fine, I guess, that point, but. That's my only question now. Are they have do they have confidence in Cage win? This is going to be an interesting scenario because I, it's hard for me to say they're going to have Mox lose. I don't know. I'll say this. 
I don't think if Cage wins, it's not going to be clean. I, I don't see them having Cage get a clean victory over Mox. Hmm. It's going to be something with Taz or somebody else. Now, another possibility is this real quick. Another possibility is this is if somebody, if Darby or someone comes to save the day and fucks up and costs Mox the title or something. Hmm. Cause then you could kind of, then you can shift the focus from Mox onto someone else for a little bit if you wanted to. But yeah, yeah I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on I think, well, for starters, I think they would have confidence in Cage. And reason being is because unlike the Jericho situation with with Hayman Page last year, the company's already established now. The title's already established. Yeah. Yes, they've had two champions. Both of them are ex-WWE guys, but both of them are also big names. Now, with Cage, he wouldn't be a technically homegrown talent with AEW, but that, I don't think that matters to them, and I don't think um, you know, they, they don't need somebody in the spot that um, they need to trust to be the champ, especially if they're going to pull the horseman storyline angle. Because if they do that, very much like the inner circle, granted the inner circle also hit Jericho, but that would be the main focus and that would be the main carrying point for the company that people would get behind and get interested in. And Cage's champ would be good too, but it wouldn't necessarily have to be, you know, the main focus, although, you know, obviously the world title you want it to be the main focus but um the other point i don't necessarily think that cage doesn't win clean and the reason being is because they push him as a monster right Vader stain great american bash 92 yeah vader monster heel stain you know champion by baby face blah 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 vader beat the shit out of him he wiped the floor with him not even not not as bad as Lesnar and Cena from SummerSlam, but those were between, between two already established guys. Vader was established in Japan, but he wasn't really known as to the American fans yet at that point. But everybody, you know, WCW, they knew Stain. Stain was the life braid of WCW. He, he beat Luger for the belt and finally had it back and blah, blah, blah. Vader crushed him. And I could see something very similar happening with Cage and Mox. Um I don't necessarily think it'll be a squash, but I think it will be convincing. I think Mox definitely will put up a fight because if he's squashed, it makes him look weak. And Moxley is definitely not weak and they don't want to make him look weak. But I think maybe Taz does get slightly involved, but I, I can't see like Darby or somebody costing Mox the match as much. But I think that, you know, especially now that they moved it and they called it fight, and they're calling it um, fight for the fallen. It's like, okay, Mox is gonna fall. He's he's fighting. You know, it's just like it just little things like that make me think. You know, like they, they was going back to Great American Bash. I like the concept. Hate why the reasoning they're doing it. Just things like that. I just think things that I, I guess I'm trying to connect dots for them to make sense in my mind. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that. 
I think it, I think Cage is going to win that belt, and I think they're going to have the rematch it all out. And then, you know, it's only a few weeks between, you know, like six weeks or whatever between Fall Fight for the Fallen and, and All Out, right? So, six weeks he's the champ. He beats uh, Darby. You know, say they do that, they have that match, and then they do, you know, do uh, this. So that's one week, and then five more weeks just promos setting up. Cage squashing people, Mox trying to, you know, I, I see. I don't know if they'll do like an automatic rematch, or they're gonna make Mox try to um, win it back, number one contender. Because I don't think they've ever done like an immediate rematch clause for anybody yet, have they? Except maybe SCU, right? When they lost the belts to Kenny and Heyman. Yeah. Uh, but even then, I don't even think it was right away. Um, I know Nyla hasn't gotten her rematch yet against Sheeta. No, no. And, and Rio never got a rematch against Nyla. No. Nope. So, um, yeah, and then obviously Archer hasn't gotten a rematch against Cody. But, well, that's what um, I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like I, I get where you're coming from a little bit with with how beastly, um, um. Cage. Cages, but they've made Mox look pretty unstoppable. He hasn't had a loss. He's beat the shit out of virtually everybody he he's came in in, in the ring with. Took ass beatings. I mean, they've... yeah, but he's also a baby face though. Cage is a heel. Yeah, so. he is. Yeah, but he's while well, he's a face, he's more of like the anti-hero, like like Austin. So it's like yeah, but I mean yeah, I guess if you're going technical, yeah, he's a face. Um. I just have a feeling somebody else is going to get involved in this. And, and I'm leaning and I'm telling you, and I'm going to say it again. After that Instagram promo, I'm leaning more towards EC3. And I, and I, and I can see because of the past. Yeah. And EC3 is clearly a heel in, in, in his Instagram promos. I, I can see that happening. I can see him getting his revenge on Moxley for burying him basically in, in, in a, you know, in WWE, I could see something like that. Cause I could, because then if you do that, you don't have to worry about Moxley and cage at all out. You can move cage on as somebody else. You yeah, know, like, true. I just, I don't know, man. I, it's going to be interesting that, 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 that match, I gotta say, I can see a number of scenarios. It wouldn't shock me if Moxley won. It wouldn't shock me if cage won. It wouldn't shock me if Darby or somebody else got involved. Like it just, None of those things are going to surprise me because I expect to see a couple things involved in that match. I really do. Like, no. Oh, yeah. And, and one more, one more thing, and I want to ask your question about this. Mm-hmm. Does the outcome of the NXT titles have anything to do with this match? And meaning, whatever happens is what they're going to do. If, based on it, yeah. If Cole wins or if Lee wins, is that going to do change anything with this match? I don't think so. Okay. Because I, 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 I really think that in AEW's mind, and maybe this is just my mind too, but the comparison with Cage and Cross more so has something to do with than um, Keith Lee or, or Adam Cole. Because honestly, it doesn't matter who wins between Lee, Lee and Cole, whether it's a three-way, whether there's a no finish, whatever, whatever the case may be, at Takeover, um, 
you know, that that's going to be the match. That's going to be the thing. You know, like if if Cross was involved now, then I would think it would have more something to do with. But if it's just Lee and, and Cole, and that's not a disrespect to Lee and Cole. That's just what I'm thinking in my mind AEW feels about Cage and Cross as a comparison versus, you know, the other two. Although Keith Lee um, would be an interesting comparison to Cage, although I think Lee is definitely bigger uh, than Cage. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Lee's also been more established than Cage in NXT. He's yeah. been the ch- champ for, you know, six, eight months, whatever, seven months, whatever it's been. So, um, yeah, I don't think they're going to care. I think more or less it's um, moving it to give them the opportunity to put on a, a big main event, you know, live um, versus taped. And, you know, I, I think it'll matter more to see what NXT's next move is going to be what they put up against fight for the fallen. Like I said, you know, I, I don't know if you saw this either, but it was interesting that they trademark, they filed for a trademark for wrestle war. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, maybe instead of um, calling the, the takeovers that do war games from now on take over war games, maybe they'll call it take over wrestle war war games, you know, or whatever, featuring war games or whatever. Or they might use that to be, you know, in two weeks. But I, I don't think they, they, they applied for it, but they haven't gotten it yet. So I think it takes more time. So I don't think they'll use that. But, um, yeah, I really think that, though, it's it's going to depend on um, not necessarily the outcome for AEW, what NXT does as much as um, – or what AEW does for NXT does as much as the other way around. Um, at least for in the short term, to see what they're going to combat um, against Cajun Mox. Because I, I, in all honesty, when it comes to booking matches within the company with AEW, I don't think that they do booking their like they book their matches based off of what the other company does. Um, as I mean, maybe the timing, like with this one, like you were saying earlier, they're going to war and stuff like that. Um, firing shots, this and that, having to move in it, you know, whatever, your move NXT, but, you know, not necessarily who wins their matches or who loses their matches based off of, you know, what happens on the other company. Well, I don't think, here's another thing too, is I don't think AEW gives a shit what WWE does. And I, no, and, and the reason I say this too is, you know, a lot of people on online and all these marks and trolls are like, oh, AEW's going to go bankrupt and this, blah, blah, blah. Listen, they have the Khan family has more money than the McMahons. Yep. There is more money on their side. They have a strong backing with TNT plus a five-year contract. They're not going anywhere. Now, granted, nope. is it starting off great because they don't have fans in attendance and all that shit? No, of course not. But neither does WWE to that extent. And people want to – people forget – it's not like they're paying to have these shows at, at, at the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. Like, it's the it's Shahid Khan's team, you know. It's our, um, it, the Jackson, Khan. Khan, yeah, sorry. Shad Khan's team. So it's like, I mean, AEW is not, the only way they're losing money is 
they're not gaining money, obviously, for no ta- uh, no fans. So they're, I mean, they're obviously paying the, for the wrestlers, but I mean, that's really it. They don't, they're not paying these these arenas right now. And people forget too, all the arenas that all the events they didn't go to have got rescheduled. Like I haven't heard WWE do this one fucking time. I haven't yeah. heard one thing about WWE rescheduled any events. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this, but I haven't heard anything. So, you know, I, I don't think they give a shit about WWE. They're doing things before WWE, and WWE's jumping on the bandwagon, almost starting the fight. Yep. You know, and I also, and I said this a while ago, I'm loving that Tony Khan is getting involved and being a part of what's going on. Because before, he was just like the financial backer, you know, kind of thing. But now he's taken on the role as basically the McMahon of the company and, and taking over, you know, announcing matches and, you know, uh, suspensions and all this stuff. Like, Tony Khan is the Vince McMahon of this company right now. And he just not – doesn't have a screen presence because I don't think he wants to um, necessarily. He, you know, appears every now and then, but – which I think is great. Um yeah, and I, you know, All Out's going to be interesting. It's their flagship show. You know, it's their WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to stack the card. I think they teased one match for sure. I don't know if you, if you if you misheard Jericho, but Jericho calling out Mike Tyson, I think that's about as much of a lock at All Out as, as you can get. Is, oh, yeah. It's Jericho and Tyson. I think that's going to be one of the featured matches, um, especially if there's a, there's, there was a post – uh, I want to say his Instagram or Twitter of Mike Tyson working out, and he looked fucking jacked. So I think that's oh, yeah. that's definitely one of the matches. Um, and then everything else will just fall into place. I think they got a lot of possibilities. They're holding off FTR and Young Bucks, I think, for, for right now. I think they're holding that off until All Out. That's a big money match. Um, I could see a lot, man. I could see them. I can see them getting to the point where it's Omega Page. I can see Wardlow MJF, even though I see that going to full gear. I can see a lot of shit at, at all out. I think they can have a major fucking card there. But um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see, man. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But um, one last thing: where do you see Tessa going? If you just had to put money on on, if you were at a roulette table right now and you were going WWE or AEW, where, where do you see her going? Well, I will tell you that in just a second, but I've got some breaking news here. Okay. Bully Ray no longer under contract with Reign of Honor. Interesting. His contract has expired, and they have yet to offer him a new one. Is there – okay, let me ask you one thing about that real quick. When Mark, Did you watch the Mark Henry's Broken Skull Sessions? I have not yet. No. Okay. He said that – Austin brought up that he was working a podcast – and he said, yeah, he's like, you know, it's called Busted Open. I do with uh, David LaGreca. He didn't say Bully Ray. Is that uncommon? Mm, not really. Okay. Um, maybe it could possibly be something about the fact that. Because um, uh, of his contract status, maybe? Yeah, yeah. But maybe not. But he's been on the bump on WWE Network, so. I don't think oh, – that's weird. I don't know. Bully Ray's pretty much the main co-host. That's why I, that's why I was a, a little you know, confused about that. But um, yeah. that's, that's kind of interesting. Where do, you th- where do you see this going with him? I don't know. Meltzer's reporting that 
Uh, it should be noted they are not offering new deals to anyone right now due to the pandemic. So makes sense. Some expect that when the company is up and running again, ROH could bring them back. I don't know if he wants to come back. To I don't. Be honest th- with I don't you. think he does. I don't think um, he does. I've heard him talk not so highly of Reign of Honor, more so than talking highly of Reign of Honor um, within the last year. So, um, if he doesn't come back there, um, there's endless possibilities. He could go back to WWE and they could actually, you know, do the whole, um, uh, who's going to break the record with new day and, uh, and Usos. Um, I don't know. I think Devon's done, but. Well, yeah, but if they do like a one match or one off or whatever, I think yeah. you can see them doing that. Uh, oh, by the way, we didn't talk about this. Uh, WWE officially acquires the ownership of Evolve. Yeah, yeah. It's not coming. Yeah. Poor cool. Gabe. <laughs> yeah, but... but. I wonder if he gets a job with them now. It'd be interesting. Maybe. Um, anyway, uh, so, so back to the Tessa question. Um, I honestly am unsure. I think that um, it, it it all depends on what she wants. If WWE offers her a good money deal and it fits to what she wants to do as far as storylines go, match with Charlotte, main event, WrestleMania, all of that, I could see that happening. Now... If AEW counters, and I know you said because of her dad, and I've heard reports, though, that her dad, Tully, and her don't get along as much as her stepdad, Magnum TA, and her do. Yeah, she's not as she's not as, as close. I mean, she is, but she's not. She's closer to Magnum TA. Right. And I think that's because she might be closer to her mom than she is Tully. Could be. Um. So I don't necessarily know that if Tully being there would have any influence on her going or not. Um, but I think it's really it really all depends on what she wants to to get out of out of her next deal. I mean, I could see her being one of those people that gets very enticed by the WWE money, by the WWE brand, by all of it. Um, however, that's pre-pandemic. Post-pandemic, the way WWE has been portraying themselves in their shows versus the way AEW has, granted, we say this on a weekly basis when we talk about these shows, it's just one or two fans' take on it, but we also notice that a lot of other fans have the same take that we do, and you can't really say, you can't really judge it by the ratings, one way or another, because the ratings are down across the board. But I don't know, man. I think both companies, and I, and I think AEW thinks about this more than WWE, as they should, because they are the new kid on the block. They are still these trying to be established company, which they are more so than they were, you know, back in October. But um, they're really being very careful about how they book their shows and what they do. Because how talent 
and fans and whatever look at your company of how you're doing during this period can change things. Uh, for WWE, I don't think that they realize that as much because if they did, I think they'd be doing a better job than what they've done. Um, but that ball can swing the other way so fast. All it takes is some sponsors noticing what's some people with money noticing what's going on with one show versus the other. And if those ratings with a- with AEW, you know, climb a bit more and they kind of pull away a bit more, you know, I'm saying this after two weeks in a row that they lost, but still, you know, it could happen. Um, that people are going to want to go to AEW more than WWE. I mean, there are still already pre-pandemic or post-pandemic that have wanted to do that. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to say because, I mean, if, if, if WWE ends up bringing back a lot of the talent or at least offering contracts to a lot of the talent they released back in April, on top of you know, signing Tessa to like, or whoever to a big money deal, then I think it would look better in them. But if they just, you know, I mean, again, again, it's not their fault if they offer them and nobody takes them. But I'm sure at least a couple will. But if nobody... They've lost a lot of them already, man. They have. I but... mean, Gels and Andersons, they, they are, are virtually a done deal with Impact and right. Japan. In Japan. Eric yeah. Young, EC3, and Heath Slater are all gone. Deanna uh, Perez yeah. is gone. Sarah Logan's essentially retired right now. I mean, yeah, but they still have Rowan, they still have Rusev, they still have others that they guess. Yeah. offer deals to. I, well, I think just, Rus- it would, it Rowan's would... coming back for sure. Rowan's coming back, but yeah, yeah, but they, I mean, if they, if if yeah, well, if he ends up not, or if nobody ends up, and then they still sign Tessa to this big money deal, it's like, it's not a big, it's not a good look. But I mean. It, and if I'm Tessa and I'm getting this big money deal after everybody got released and nobody's coming back, it's like, eh, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I, it, it all really depends on what she wants to do. I mean, I, I, I don't really, like I said, pre-pandemic, I could see her signing with WWE in a heartbeat over AEW. Now, not so sure. Now, I'll say this. Uh, well, first, and you can a- answer when I'm done, because I, I, first, does Daga have anything to do with it? Because they are extremely close. They work together in Impact, obviously. Um, He's under contract with Impact for another multiple years, though. So he Is he? Okay, nowhere. okay, okay. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, now, my thing is this. And, I, and I, I wish I knew how to find out what the Killer Cross deal was. Because I've heard if you go through NXT, you're on a developmental deal, money-wise. Now, I don't... When I think about that, I, I, go, I say to myself, there's no way Adam Cole and Keith Lee are on developmental deals. And I would be suspect to think that Ciampa, Gargano, and now Cross are. I could be wrong. I don't know or, how it all I don't know how it all works. Or Finn. Or well, yeah, well, Finn was probably already on um main roster money anyway. But yeah, I see, so I think about that for a second. Now I'm torn. I want her to go to AEW. I think she'll be better off in AEW. Um, I think WWE will ruin her, to be honest with you. I think she'll be lost in the shuffle. 
I think she will lose to Charlotte because that's WWE's product. And I just don't think it's a good fit for her. I think a lot depends on the money. I think WWE will offer her the most money. But I think the opportunity she has in AEW is bigger. And I also think, and I don't want her involved in the men's championship belt. But if she does at some point, I think she will be more than likely involved in that in AEW than WWE. Because I don't necessarily see WWE pulling that trigger anytime soon. Even though it's been speculated with Charlotte a little bit, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Because they're so anti-male, female, you know, involvement that, you know, they're so... It's tough, but I don't... I want her to go to AEW, but I, for some goddamn reason, see her going to WWE, and it's going to piss me the fuck off, because... Yep. I don't want to watch WWE anymore. I, and I say this, yep. and I mean this, like, if Rollins wasn't there, I would almost stop watching WWE. Honestly, and it's and I love Cross, but I would almost have to sacrifice not seeing Cross to avoid watching it, because Rollins is, like, one of my favorite in the world, ever. So, like, and I know he's, he's never going anywhere, because he's a lifer. So, I, you know, at this point. So, I, you know, like, it sucks, but, like, I don't want more reason to have to watch WWE at this point. And Tessa will make me have to watch WWE more now. If she goes there, I just, yeah. I also think real quick, the schedule too, I think is another thing. The lighter schedule going to AEW. And I've heard, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that while WWE offers the best money to a lot of the wrestlers, that there is a lot of, um, um, backstage politics, a lot of, um, you know, just bullshit in general backstage with the WWE. I could be wrong, but I've heard that. So, yeah, we've heard that for years from people. I mean, who knows if it's true or not? But, um, yeah, I I think that uh, with Tessa, it all depends on what she wants to do. Like, if she she cares about beating Charlotte, then she probably won't go there <laughs> because you're probably right that she's probably not going to beat Charlotte. But if she just cares about having the match and having the moment and being at, you know, headlining a WrestleMania with her or whatever, I could see her going there. Now, I think this is an interesting point here. She's not in any hurry to sign with anybody. No. Especially because there's no fans right now. Yeah. If she didn't sign with anybody until well over this, you know, the fans are back and everything, or we have a plan in place for the fans to be back. At that point, however long it's going to take, do you think she'd get a bigger reaction in WWE or a bigger reaction in AEW? Uh, depends on the debut. I would say not necessarily who she debuts against. Yeah, no, I, I how it's done, but just the minute that music hits, the minute that she walks out, and the minute people see, oh my god, Tess is here. Like, do you think it'll be more in WWE or more in AEW? AEW, and this is why I, this is why I'll say this. I think the casual WWE fan 
would say Charlotte's the best female wrestler on the planet and wouldn't and wouldn't even know who who the second one would be. Right, right. Who is this person? What? Yeah, right. yeah exactly. This, like yeah. I feel like now well me and like me and you could agree on this and maybe I'm a little overboard on Tessa, but I do think overall as a wrestling community, if there was a giant vote, I think Tesla would fall in the second place. Now, yeah. with that being said, the casual fans of AEW who go to StarCast and all this nonsense and, you know, all that stuff and follow other promotions would be like, holy shit, Tessa Blanchard, who is, you know, I would actually say to a majority of the fans that do follow other promotions might even put Tessa's number one. So, I think she would get a bigger impact in debuting in, a- in AEW. And actually, to be honest with you, I know he's already debuted. I think Killer Cross would have got a bigger impact in AEW than he did in, in WWE. I, don't I th- agree on both yeah. accounts. I don't think – I think the fans would have been like, um, who is this? Like, for a second, because, you know, Killer Cross, while he had a had – a, had a, you know, he was known – I would be hard pressed to say he was less known than Brian Cage. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think Brian Cage was more of a known wrestler than Killer Cross. He's been on more he's been exposed more to, to uh national television than Cross was. Yeah. E- exactly. Sure. So like like I'll be honest with you, I think and this is, you might think I'm crazy when I say this, but if it was between Cage, Blanchard, and, and Cross in the WWE in terms of um a reaction, I think Cage would have got the biggest reaction. I agree. Like, I agree. by far. Like, not even close. I think they would have been like, holy shit, holy shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, type of situation. Like, so yeah. I, es- especially if he comes out to challenge Brock. Oh, God, be... yeah. That would have been... Like, th- that's the thing. And, and and mind you, fans, when I when I say they're building Cross as the next Brock Lesnar, I, I say that not in the sense that if he walked in the door and walked up to Brock Lesnar, Brock would be like, well, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. I'm saying it now as how they're building him now. Like what they're doing with him now to build him up for the future. He's not there. He's not there yet. It might take nope. a year, two years, but I think he'll get there at some point. Um, I And I do see him actually packing on more pounds. I don't think he needs to. But I think he will. Um, but yeah, man, I'm gonna go AEW. I think in terms of reaction, but yeah, I would agree. I, I would just, agree. I, I see her going to WWE, and I hate it. <laughs> I just fucking hate it. Yeah. Uh, one one last question, and we gotta wrap this up here. But yeah. uh, would you consider, maybe not necessarily now, but for the future, would you consider Cross versus Cage a dream match? depending on how each company builds the guys up. I mean, so far, yeah, Cage is on the track to, to you know, get there a little bit faster than Cross. Well, that's only because um, they have one one brand. Right, I think, but... they have one brand, exactly. But And it's where Cross is. But um, eventually, though, if, if both of those guys are the respective futures of their companies, do you think that would be the dream? a future dream match. If you talk to me in three years and cage is, you know, a multiple time AEW champion and he's beat ended Moxie's streak and has proven his grounds as like this monster fucking beast. And then crosses, you know, a universal champion and 
destroyed everybody, WWE. And, you know, if it's three years from now and, and these guys are built up the way I think they're going to go, oh, hell yeah. I just thought of something else. What if we use your scenario? Spears starts it. They kick him out. Who do they replace him with? The machine, Brian Cage. Uh, you know, I thought about that, but I don't think I don't see it happening because of Taz. Mm, I Taz got... doesn't have ties to the Horsemen, no. But you know, I, I think. Well, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this too. I'm gonna stick to my guns here. I don't think it's just gonna be four guys. I think it's gonna be five. Yeah, I I, I really true. do. I think it's gonna be Cody, a tag team, then the Muscle, and then the, uh, then a young guy. That's who I think it's going to be. That's why I'm, I was confident on Ricky Starks being that fifth guy, but the Brian Pillman sighting kind of made through me for a curve here. So I, I, I think in some, some way, shape or form, Spears, Starks, I would say Pillman Jr. And maybe an outsider like an EC3 or somebody is going to be inv- involved in, in this four horseman group in some way. I don't know how. I could, I could see a fifth, but I could see it, you know, because they're doing the four, right? So yeah. I could see him, like, holding the four up, like or Cody, like he's been doing, like, on his chest, to his face, whatever, and then slowly, like, shaking his hand and, like, putting the thumb out and then doing the five, you know? Oh, no, I, I think that would... I could see that. I think it would throw people for a fucking curveball. And, yeah. and and I said this before, don't be fucking shocked if it was Tessa. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, like, or somebody, like, I, I, I see Starks in this somehow. I just, they brought him over here for some... And I, I know I'm hell-bent on this, but just, I don't know. For some reason, I see him involved in this. I just do. Yeah. We'll see, we'll find out. We'll find out definitely. I think a lot of things are going to happen in the next couple of weeks to get this going. And I'll tell you this too: we don't know how the championship match is going to end at Fight for the Fallen. But no, we don't. I don't fucking. I would not be surprised if there is some involvement from the, the four horsemen in some way. I'll just say that. <laughs> and my part, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if Cody. Miraculously gets involved in this somehow. I, I don't know. I, I know it's kind of like a curveball. Like, why is Cody involved in this? But like, just I'm telling you, man. AEW thinks for the fans, and I know they do shit for the fans. And I would not be surprised if something like that is involved. I just I'm telling you. Yeah, that'll be quite interesting, to say the least. But that's for sure. But. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. It's been one of our longer shows, followed up uh, previously by one of our shorter shows. Yeah, but uh, no, it wasn't too bad. But had a lot to say, a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, now, SmackDown is tonight, but with the holiday weekend happening, we may wait until Monday or Tuesday um, to talk about that along with Raw. Uh, we'll see uh, whenever that's going to be, but we'll probably combine those two together whenever – um, and then the New Japan Cup stuff, we'll see. It's it's kind of like a to be determined. It's going to get covered at some point. We just don't know when. But, uh, yeah, I would expect our next show to be both SmackDown and Raw. Would you agree? 
Yeah, it might have to be a double episode. We might have to record because I, I do work on Wednesday, so I will not be what I will be. My phone will probably be off because I will not be paying attention to what's going on on either show. And I'll probably watch. I will. Well, I'll definitely watch. Um, AEW and, and and at least the main event of NXT when I come home from work. But um, so we'll probably do a show on Thursday. I'm assuming for uh, yeah. The, the Wednesday two. shows. I got to see about the other two because I do work Monday and Tuesday as well. So, um, uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably bust them out here, obviously, in the next couple of days, definitely. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. But, uh, thanks for listening as always. Hit us up on Facebook, like, share, uh, comment, all the above. Good stuff, bad stuff, all stuff. We don't care. We don't discriminate. We want to hear from you. So, Definitely. Uh, other than that, I think uh, I'm done. Yes, sir. I'm done too. You guys have a good one, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.